Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian, the carnivore of cub cunt, as was written. Um, I have all kinds of gay, crazy people around this table right here, right now, all of which you know except for one who actually isn't gay either, but you're going to find out about her. Interloper! Her. <laughs> we actually have another female on this show. It's been like, almost over, probably over a year since Lefty was on. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, wow. We did have I a girl you, on. Yeah. And Lefty's is super awesome. But let's do the introductions and then we'll move on. On, uh, let's go counterclockwise here. I have Oral on my left. Hi, everybody. I, I was going to do <laughs> you, you, just, you said counterclockwise, and I'm just like, I'm. <laughs> I'm number one. Well, I'm two o'clock. <laughs> two o'clock. Um, yes. And, Hi, everybody. And at Oral, is, uh, <laughs> Oral is our fabulous friend of furries. I don't know. I'm trying no. to come up with something. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Let me make this perfectly you know, clear. Hi, whatever, <laughs> whatever floats your boat is all on you, but otherwise, I think you're vermin and you should be exterminated as such. Oral's a dirty liar because I saw him tugging on a furry's tail in the oh, shop. What? And you did it more so than you once. you were. You are. Have you forgotten that they like that? Do you oh, think that I do not watch the things my. that you do? God, Oral, I'm going to go right near you. Oral's mouth it just hit the floor, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, <laughs> Whitney's her first bitch slap. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> there like two are some things that we don't talk about, girl, especially when I make fun of people when they don't realize it. Second of all, girl, I thought we had an alliance. Here's the thing. It's not making fun of people when they like it. She does have a point. Moving on. <laughs> Hi, Jared. Hi, Jared. Hi. Jared is the artistic director of the show, freshly back from his journey to San... No, Anna. Burbank. Burbank. That's to see BentCon. Yes, BentCon. Fabulous BentCon. Which we're going to find all about. Yeah. Uh, continuing in the counterclockwise rotation, our very That's special guest... Oh, God, you're right. My brain is completely mush right now. We're drunk. I had a lot to drink last night, so I'm a little slow. So, uh, Whitney... Hello. Whitney is a very dear friend of the shop and ours. And, and also a big mouth. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Likes to, to drink a little too sometimes, have a some little. crazy fun. You're sweet. I know stories. I won't share. Um, I can tell stories. I got no shame. Let's talk about margaritas. <laughs> oh. That was a good day. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they, Shane Davis feels about it, but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> and, of course, that is Eric, our, our muscle daddy. Hi, guys. <laughs> I love when you butch up. That is hilarious. Drop a couple of octaves. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And last, certainly not least, 
the question. Who, me? Yeah, you. Yeah. Mm. So uh, we got all crazy stuff tonight. We got a, a full agenda of some movie news. Uh, biggest news in forever that has come down is, of course, about Disney buying Star Wars oh. and the entire Lucasfilm uh, company. I have a um, bad feeling about this. Thanks. And we're going to have some great reviews. We have uh, Wreck-It Ralph. A couple of us saw that. Uh, we have to make fun of the question for going to see Twilight. Or I guess okay. actually, what's the title of this new movie? Breaking Dawn Part Two. Right? Yeah. I thought it was the question has no part. taste in film, <laughs> <laughs> or really like had a date that just I don't know. You'll you'll hear. It. Okay, good. And uh, Skyfall, which we will do spoiler free since only one of us has seen it. Okay, but just so everybody knows, the rest of this podcast is full spoilers except Skyfall. Except Skyfall. Yeah. So, uh, some TV stuff. We got Doctor Who, Once Upon a Time, RuPaul, All Stars. Mm. Of course, talking about Jerry's going to go to BentCon or went to BentCon rather and tell us all about My that. Con wrap up. Con wrap up. We have uh, some video game news, specifically about Planet Side Two and Dishonored, which I actually got to play. And finally, of course, and some gay news. A little bit of there. Uh, big talk on Marvel now. We have to spend probably a good 20 minutes at least going through all the new... 20 minutes? Oh, no, because no, no, that's no, us. No. 20 minutes on Marvel. Uh, <laughs> the 40 books that drop. <laughs> We're going to see how so long So let's start with it. Marvel now. <laughs> we'll start with Marvel now. Now. And, now, and then uh, some new 52 stuff in there. But I think most of the time we'll be on Marvel now because there's a lot of shit. And our indie darlings. If we hear, they hear the thumping, they're like... Yeah, oh, um, so if you are hearing some ambient thump-a-thump, it's not a gay club in the background. It's a smoke shop slash bar slash hookah lounge slash it used Best to get raided. Yeah, well, it used to get raided by the DEA. So we're sorry about that, folks. Did it really? Yeah. Mm. Nice. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, we're, we're not in our usual location. Some, some life events have taken that from me for the time being. But uh, we are going to make do with what we have. Yeah. We so, have that nice live sound in here. Exactly. I love that live sound. Let me tell you. All right. So let's <laughs> dive into the movie news. Uh, of course, we talked about it. Disney bought Lucasfilm, which is like for many people, it's this terrible, terrible thing. But I honestly thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great news. I think it's be great news. I just Avengers. I mean, we had the Avengers. So, <laughs> you know, no one remembers Star Tours. The rehab of Star Tours, Star Wars Weekend. Yeah. Everyone just flipped their shit when they found out. And I'm thinking they've been hand in hand for years. I, for I thought decades. they were already hand in hand. I was like, oh, they're not? Okay. Now well, it's just more official. It's official, well, but it's $200 also... $200 million dollars official. Let's look <laughs> I at mean, the, $4 billion yeah, official? $4 billion. $4 billion. Look at the track record that Disney has with acquiring different companies. They acquired Pixar. Pixar's been doing some great stuff. And the culture of Pixar has helped guide Disney's animation studios better. They bought Marvel. And so far, I think that partnership is paying out pretty well. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's one more. The Muppets. They bought the Henson property. And again, the Muppets have had a huge resurgence. They still get to do their crazy, zany stuff that they've been doing. And they're keeping these intellectual properties alive. So I am thrilled. And I saw Kermit on the... On, no, it was Good Morning America. Oh, yeah? They were doing some um, <clears throat> PR since, uh, you know, Elmo has that on <gasps> court date. Oh. <laughs> so we should actually talk about that because that is just such a sad, allegedly, but also like... Let's throw in some allegedly. Complicated situation. Anyway, we'll get to that. So, um, of course, now the big thing out of this is they are going to make sequels to the Star Wars movies. Uh, and I'm excited about this because Lucas has nothing really to do with it. And I think the biggest problem with the whole Star Wars universe really has been when Lucas gets all up in there and keeps doing his thing. Yeah, they've already tapped Michael Arndt, I think his name is. 
and he he wrote yeah to write it he wrote uh, Little Miss Sunshine so he's good at doing like original things and he also wrote Toy Story 3 so he's good at taking you know long loved properties and doing cool things with them and it's going to be directed by as a uh, yet unknown person although there's a couple rumors out there but no one huge like Spielberg has said he doesn't want to do it yeah um, Quentin Tarantino's you know. like nah I mean all these big and directors like that you think maybe would do it they're, right. they're like no 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 so they're um, going to go with someone more I think up and coming who's the guy who directed X-Men First Class uh Right. Oh Matthew yeah, Vaughn? Vaughn, yeah, Matthew Vaughn, yeah. He was like in in sort of the the, the rumor mill for yeah. a while. So well, he dropped else? off of uh, the new Days of the Future Past X Men movie yeah. for something, to, and they to never do said Mark what. Uh, Miller's Mark Millar's. Oh yeah, yeah. A Secret Service, yeah. But uh, hmm? no. I don't know. So uh, <laughs> and of course we know this will mean that there's going to be more Disney content, or I'm sorry, Star Wars content in Disney parks, Disney TV shows. I yeah. think they're talking about moving Clone I, Wars I feel to like, Disney. Um, Star Wars could have its own park, like its own section, oh like its God. own. Be, you know, like oh Harry Potter God. World. You know what the, uh, Can we have that and Tron World, and I'll just be. Ooh, I'll just be so happy. Board a Star Cruiser to Coruscant. Ooh, that would be hot. I, I mean. love that. So, um, and oh, and Kazdan, uh, who wrote and didn't he direct uh, Empire, and I don't think he directed. I think he just wrote, wrote it. So he's being brought back. Although they said it may not be for the film, it may be for some other properties. Yeah, well, what they so. want to do is, is go Marvel style. And do um, like they want to do another trilogy, but they also want to do like some spin-off single character movies, and then bring all those characters from those movies into like the Avengers sort of type team up cool. movie. Be very interesting. Um, so they can have a few, like maybe two or three Star Wars movies a year. Oh my god! That's just like just... we getting we, like we got Thor and Captain America one year. Remember, you and then we that? got Iron Man, and that's just amazing to me. I love Star Wars almost as much as like other major properties, more than Star Trek, more than any of this, and that's just uh, mm, Christmas. Mm, mm. No, I love yeah. Star Trek. Did you see the trailer? Thank you. No, no I haven't. Let's talk oh about God. that. So the in Star me Trek, you, Guinan, Into me. Darkness. I get to be Guinan. Yes, you do. Oh my God! Could you do that for Halloween one year? I would really <gasps> love to see that. Things are happening, people. Yes. You have just witnessed it in your ears. Can, I, can you? Ooh, and I know what hat I want too. Oh, God. Oh <laughs> <laughs> love it. So. So, um, Magic yeah. happens. So uh, Eric and I, I guess, are the only ones that saw the Star Trek oh, in the Darkness trailer. It was okay. cool. It was very cool. It's got ben- Benedict Cumberbatch basically narrating. He's the villain in this film. That voice. Who is he supposed to be? Nobody has know? said. Okay. They don't. We don't know. I don't think he's Khan. He's not Khan. But no. a lot of people, There's no way that he like, would oh, be Khan. Khan. If it looks like he has some Federation connection, and if you remember the very first Star Trek they did, uh, I forgot the name of the episode, but they had a guy who got possessed by like a godlike entity and became omniscient and all crazy. And did you guys remember that? Gene. He had like the silver eyes. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gene? yeah, no, no. It was one. Of, it was one of yes. the first of the original episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he um, he got bit by something or contracted something, and he ends up being completely omnipotent. And he, um, I think, I think it was Nurse Chapel. I think it was Nurse. No, Chapel. because no? whoever it is ends up staying with him in the end of it. So I don't yeah, think because Chapel stays around forever. Yeah, well, she does. That's for sure. But it was it was someone who who um, he starts having this like ridiculous god complex because mm. he has all of this power. And it's really funny because later in Next Generation, Riker had the same problem when Q tried to make him a Q. Yeah. So it's Star Trek is my favorite, and you don't want to open up this door that I keep tightly closed. <laughs> well, are you talking about your vagina? 
No, no that's open for business 24-7. And there it is. Oh. That's what revenge okay. is like, boys and girls. No, but the... <laughs> no. <laughs> the, uh, the trailer looked awesome. The trailer yeah. looked like a mix of Prometheus and Star Wars Episode Three. But hopefully yeah. this is better than those movies. Uh, yeah, and um, a little bit of Dark Knight influence in there, or whatever Dark Knight Rises. Kinda. I'm a little disappointed with the way that it's going. Um, I'm. I think that that the Prime Directive and the idea of diplomacy and how they're reaching out through the stars to connect with new and different cultures was okay. Easy, girl. Easy. That's a little I told too you. serious. I told you. <laughs> wow. But, but that's, that's these a really movies get away from that. It, it definitely because it has to be action and adventure, not. Hey, let's negotiate a, a trade federation settlement. Yeah, but the, but the thing that made that's it great episode is, one. I know, I know. <laughs> is how said that, like, before its time it was yeah. on social issues mm-hmm. and um, recognizing that that the way we, that we deal with things on the inside affects people on the outside of of our spectrum of what we visibly see, and we're losing that, and yeah. that makes me sad. My best friend in Norway, who I'm talking about right now without her permission, said that she doesn't care because she's an action girl. And she said that all of the Virgin Forever nerds should shut up. And I told her that that was awful because that's well, not me. Well, not to, you know, don't slap me, please. But I've never been a huge Star Trek fan until that's fine. this movie. Like, like I, I, was, I liked the Borg. I got into some stuff here and there. Borg's awesome. But... I mean, hardcore, I'm, like, loving, like, how they're changing everything without really changing everything. Yeah, I mean, the first, I went to go see the first movie, and I really, really enjoyed it for several reasons. I thought Scotty was bullshit. I don't care. You that don't was like not Simon Pegg? I know. I love Simon Pegg, but that fighting was crap. Words here. What, was with, what was with his, like, Dobby pet? What was going on with that? Oh, that was weird. That didn't make any sense. And then they're he like, He was hey, on a planet by himself. Give him a break. <laughs> hey, check out its bones. You can tell because he has weird catchphrases that say that he divorced his wife and, like, he's got a bone to pick or whatever. That was stupid. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I just got mad. I just sat there the whole time. I was like, that's not So you right. didn't like the movie at all? <laughs> I loved it. Oh. But I'm still a bitch, so. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on. Nice. We have some more uh, movie news, and then we've got to talk about actual movies that we've seen. Uh, there is some now uh, movement on the Tron 3 front, which is near and dear to me. Is one yeah. of my I'll be dead, right? Yeah, uh, probably. New down. writers coming on board. I guess they didn't like the script they had, and supposedly it's still on Disney's priority, which is good because with buying Lucas and all that sci-fi, you think, well, maybe they don't need Tron as much. But And I didn't keep up with the cartoon. Anybody watch the Tron cartoon? No. no. I watched like the first. It was good. I really enjoyed it, but it just lost off my radar. Um, so good that you didn't keep watching. Well, it. no, because you know what? <laughs> now here's what happened. What happened was what happened. Was, they did a thing early, and I watched that, and then they took like a month or two break, and oh, that just that. yeah. And then I'm like, oh, it's back on anyway. So um, now Justice League. There's some interesting rumors. Nothing's confirmed yet, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Rumor was that. Oh my gosh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon was going to be Batman in the Justice League movie. Everyone was freaking out and everything, but then his representative said, "Yeah, that's not that's not true. You're going to have a Batman movie, and he's not Bruce Wayne." You know what? I I will say this: I feel like speculation on a DC movie that we haven't seen a lick of anything about is just. A waste of time. Yeah, well, it's a waste of time. In the Superman movie, is supposed to be something. Besides, besides Batman, which was one the easiest franchise to do, and two was a mega hit after the first like installment. Everything has either fell to the wayside or been garbage. So unless I actually see concrete evidence that DC has gotten their shit together, I don't give a rat's ass. 
Well, I mean, I like rumors. <laughs> it's something. It's something. It's some, yeah, no, I don't. People like talking um, about shit that they don't know. Yeah, and then also the next big rumor, which I think has some actually some backing to it, is that Dark Side's the villain, and that makes a lot of sense. Oh, um, well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Look, Thanos is for Marvel, <laughs> and supposedly they want to do it the same year Avengers Two comes out. Oh uh, well, so, I mean, really. Yeah, I love these Kirby villains everywhere. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the Great Space Race Part Three. This time, it's personal. I would love to see uh, more Kirby in the film world. That would be a fantastic. And and fourth, see fourth world characters brought to life. I mean, you think they would? Mr. Miracle, maybe? No. No. Oh, damn it. I I love it. I'm Big Barter. All right, let's move on. So, review wise, I think let's start with a movie that, to me, is probably the best uh, movie for kids and their parents and their kids since, like, Toy Story, anything. Or actually, we'll pick any Pixar movie. And that's Wreck It Ralph, because Wreck It Ralph. I'm going to wreck it. I'm going to wreck it. I'm going to fix it. it. It is the perfect movie for parents who grew up playing video games. They stole my catchphrase. Oh, really? That was your catchphrase? I'm going to wreck it. That is not what they meant. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought oh. your catchphrase was "I'm a cum guzzling slut." <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. It could be. that's only part. I'm going to wreck oral. <laughs> so, if you have kids and you play video games, and some of you out there might have kids, we don't, and they don't but, know gay innuendos. That's very important. Why? See what happens when you bring a girl in here? (laughs) You're throwing off my group. No, um, no, but if you have kids, your kids are going to love this film. It's a very fun, innocent sort of family movie. And then you get the whole video game. So the whole premise of this is an arcade. And it's kind of like Tron in a way because they have these like you know characters that inhabit the different games and they go to like a communal space and they interact with each other there and all that. And it's the story about Wreck-It Ralph, who is the villain, very much the Donkey Kong figure. Of, of this very Mario or Donkey Kong, I guess, kind of game. Fix-It Felix. Fix-It Felix, Jr. And voiced by Jack, or uh, the intern. Yeah, is it Jack from 30 Rock? Not Jack. What's the intern's name? Oh, Jack's uh, Donna. Kenneth. Yeah. Kenneth, thank you. Uh, I forgot his, real, his actor, his real name. But anyway, um, sorry. His actor name. His actor name, his real name. Um, so it's all about Ralph wanting to be a good guy. He's tired of being a villain. He wants to move on and, and get a medal. What? You all are just n- n- misbehaving right there. I see it. You're welcome. It's hard. It's hard. When a girl's in the mix, everyone just taint misbehaving. That's just rude. I like that. So, okay, so long story short, Wreck-It Ralph, he wants to be a hero, goes off on an adventure to get a medal that proves he's a hero. And hilarity and all kinds of crazy stuff ensues. Yeah, he goes into a bunch of different video games. He goes into like a Halo type video game where where Jane Lynch, oh, you know, fantastic, uh, who goes in there. She's like a badass like commander and same as Aaron, but Halo, yeah, yeah. And and then she ends up having a romance with uh, that Kenneth guy, Dixit Felix, which is really funny. And the, I was kind of bored with the movie because it was it was just a bunch of like, oh look, oh there's Bison and there's Bowser and all these like funny video but game the references. Kind of they go out of the way after a while, and then you're in this world. That What's the the racing world? The the gumdrop, sugar rush, sugar yeah, rush, sugar rush. Yeah, and the most of the movie is actually in that world. Yeah. And once you're in that world, the references are basically they kind of get out of that whole. Hey, look, it's Cubert. I mean, he shows up, but the story is sweet and it's kind of nice because there's like almost a thing where you get think it. they're going to get together. Get I really didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, it was good. I, I thought that it was really good, even though I was bored at the beginning. But everything yeah. they set up really had a, a good payoff. You didn't think and the whole uh, little they had the therapy. Session, you think that was funny? Oh, no, I guess, I guess I therapy thing. Yeah, I, guess I did I, not see this movie, but I thought that was adorable. So you saw I that? guess I had seen 
it all before in the previews and yeah. stuff. And so the first half of the movie is everything from the previews. It is. And, uh, but once he, you know, get he meets that Sarah Silverman character, the little girl, hilarious. who's like a glitch. Yeah, she was super funny. And then she's, they started like having all these pro- like adventures and problems and stuff. And then it got like really good, and yeah. I, I, I liked it. So if you have a chance, again, you got kids, go see it. Uh, let's hear a little bit about Skyfall again, spoiler free, because I still really want to see. A this lot of movie. people have been saying this is the best Bond ever, and that's um, awesome. Certainly one of the better ones, and it's very. They sort of bring it back to Bond, whereas uh-huh. the other two were sort of. They're more felt like a like a like a born movie. Um, but yeah, it, it was really good. I want to like spoil anything, but Javier Bardem, who yeah. we know is the villain from No Country for Old Men, yeah, he Oof. was awesome. He's the first gay Bond villain. I heard about that, and, and we uh, can talk about that. I it's very like nuanced and yeah. stuff. He's got like his hand on like Daniel Craig's leg and sort of creeps up his leg. Do and, they have sex? Uh, yeah, full great, uh, you know, <laughs> sex. And uh, it's very subtle, you know. Yeah. And no, it's, it was really good, and it was, it was really tense. They go to sh- I think Shanghai in the movie, and mm-hmm. it's, it's beautifully shot, and they have like a fight up on top of like a skyscraper. It's just really cool. As you and, do, uh, huh? As you do. Yeah. And and by the end of it, it goes. It sort of sets up all the things to the Bond you and I might be familiar with from all the other movies. Oh, okay. So it sort of leads into well, they the Bond like, universe we know. The and, new Q. Yeah, there's a new queue and, and some other characters. Yeah, oh, okay, that's so and so. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, but I, it's it's really good, and it's really it, it it like sort of you find out what Skyfall is, and it it dares to sort of tell the origin of of James Bond, like where he came from, oh, what his wow. childhood was like, and huh. stuff. So it's pretty cool. I I would definitely recommend uh, you go see it. I want to soon. And finally, uh, let's make fun of you about seeing the Twilight movie. Well, <laughs> let's hear the story. I, now, let's take it from here, shall we, folks? Wait, okay. oh, hey, 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 Listen, listen, listen to me. I just, let I me just have one No, question. I know what you so got. Let me speak. Sarah, I know, let me speak. Let me, let me no, say it. This is not part of it. Girl, girl. I have one question. No, okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me start. Let me say what I'm saying. Hold on, I could do this all day. This is an infinite loop. Yeah. No, no, no. Let me say what I I gotta There's say, no back and you can, you can say whatever you want. Back doors, it's you talking. Hey, oh. hey, hey, All hey, gentlemen. I to ask is, why did you want to see this movie? Have you watched the previous installments of the franchise? Thank you for letting me get in a word in. I feel like we're back in the political season. My answer oh, off the air thing. <laughs> I, I, there was a lot more behind that question. There was a lot more. I you like, raised in that. So it was like, so I got to n- bring this because I don't want to get younger. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, let's hear it. My, my sister loves Twilight. Okay. And a lot of people have excuses like this, but I, I was interested at first. I saw the first movie and didn't yeah. like it. Tried to read the first book, didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But every year, my sister comes to visit. Uh, and she wants to see the movies, so I go see them with her. So you've seen all of them. So I've seen all of them, and I'm so sorry. Um, I I know I I don't didn't never really wanted to see them, but I have seen them. The last one was probably the worst because <laughs> they oh. have a uh, a vampire C-section. She becomes pregnant yes. with a baby that's killing her from the inside, and to get it out, Edward bites like the placenta, you know, out and, and like oh. takes the baby out. That's not okay. Girl, I know. It was. I was like, why do girls love this? I don't understand. It like vilifies sex and it says because because the whole thing's an allegory for like waiting till marriage. Yes. They get married or waiting to get to be a vampire, and then they do but have sex. What does he, that have he's to like do a with super placenta? Powerful, 
vampire. I don't know. He's a super powerful vampire. So when they do have sex, she's like has bruises that. and stuff. And she gets hurt from having sex. Then when she does have sex and 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 gets pregnant, it almost kills her. So if anything, it would, it would make girls who read these books like disgusted. Yeah, like, <laughs> never ever want to have sex ever. And 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 you know, having kids that's like off the table. Right. You know? So I'm not sure what the author now, had intended. What I love, and this she's is she's Mormon. She is. Yeah, she's kind of crazy. Oh God. So and and Mormon Mormon people are very nice. But evidently she has a hang up on. They sex. also have like eight hundred children. Well, they like to have sex. That's kind of but they don't Armenian. like to have sex. How dare you? But they don't. They don't like to have sex. They're like repressive and like weird. I had neighbors, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> now what, back to what I was going to get to. This is the thing that bothers me the most because all that's gross. Whatever. The kid that they have, she is. The, it's a girl, right? She's Did betrothed. They name placenta? No, she's betrothed to. Uh, what's the main character's name? Bella. Bella. Bella's ex. Jacob. The uh, Taylor Lautner. How does that work? He is family. I swear. From this movie, because his chemistry uh-huh. with Christian Stewart was um, more like that of a a, a a girl with her gay bestie yeah, yeah, than yeah. like someone they're actually like physically attracted but to and have does, romance with. Why does he get? Betrothed well, to do the you really kid? want me to explain this plot of Twilight? I just have no, no, want to know, Brian. No. Shut the no. f up. I want no. to know. Let me, I let me tell you. Just um, be quick. The, you uh, saw the movie, didn't at, you? When no. they're going to have the baby, all these wolves wanted to kill it. But if the wolf like makes like a pact with a person, uh-huh. or any, any being, wolf or vampire or whatever, um, that, that, it's, it, that, that being becomes his. And the other wolves aren't allowed to attack it. So he marks her. So he marks Does he her. Piss on her? Does he piss all over her? It's sort of this, this is weird. not okay. Yeah. So and, and so that even though she's okay. a baby, he has uh, he like touches her Colin and Child gets like this vision of her what she's going to be like when she grows up. And throughout this movie, even though she's just a little baby, she grows up You're to be I don't know like a ten year old in the span of just like one. Did they, like show him holding hands, walking away. Uh, I think I don't really remember. Uh, um, but it, it's kind of weird. So you dozed off at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and and the movie like was really bad it was, it, for for a movie that makes it's like a billion dollars you know per, for each movie in the franchise it has laughably bad like special effects and the whole climax of the movie i'm just going to spoil this it's like you know the big epic battle of all the wolves and the vamp, good vampires versus all the evil vampires the voltori Vil, and Dakota fanning and all them uh, they go and they have this giant battle and then the, the the main villain gets his head ripped off and set on fire and then everything pauses and it goes like and like rewinds and then it goes back to the very start of the fight when this girl and it turns out this girl who's a prophet was just showing the villain what would happen if, if he goes through with the fight to get the baby this conversation oh, makes God. me want to call a hotline <laughs> so the whole and all these like main characters were dying for the first part in the movie I was like oh my god things are happening like people are dying like it's getting crazy yeah. and then all of it was undone I'm so having suicidal so thoughts just, yes they retcon wow. it in the middle of the movie so it was a dream sequence yeah it's exactly was Patrick Duffy there? I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> nice. Bobby, what is it? Oh, very timely because J.R. Ewing just passed away. Hmm. Sad day. So, uh, so don't, don't go see, see Twilight. And, uh, <laughs> let's move on to some television. So, Doctor Who is coming back. Yes, for the Christmas special. The, the special this year is called The Snowman. Mm-hmm. And it has the return or maybe the premiere of the new companion. We're not sure which. Clara. Well, Clara slash Oswin slash whatever the hell she is. I don't Souffle know. Girl. Well, Souffle girl. They've they've always done this. Let's bring in the um 
the new I feel like they're testing out they're focusing they um like focus grouping the companions are like hey does this girl work out hey she's a new companion right but by the time they get to the Christmas special they've already filmed basically the the better half of the next half of the season Mm -hmm. yeah so it's um um I think I think well just to kind of backtrack and not even like address the thing that you started talking about but um I think that it's amazing that they were able to pull off having her come in and as Oswin Oswald prior to anything. Nobody heard anything about that. And the booming that you hear is is God, and he's very disappointed very angry about Doc. Can I just say this right here? Do you know that that was actually a last-second thing? Yeah, yeah, totally. That was fascinating. They just brought her, like, well, you know, we're going to use you, but hey, come here, let's film this. And yeah. it, they kept it a complete secret, which is awesome. Now, the snowman itself looks interesting because the doctor has lost Amy and Rory. And he's Spoiler. lost all ambition to, like, do doctoring anymore. Doctoring? Is yeah. that what you call that? Look it up. Urban Dictionary. So it's a story of him getting his groove back, kind of. And it's got the lesbian... That's not okay. Stella? <laughs> you know, I also want to okay. be Stella's best friend. So I think what I'll do... Hey, Whoopi Goldberg! I'll find, yeah, I'll, find, I'll fall into a time crevice and come out as Guyman. Can I go to Jamaica with you? Where'd they go? Nice. Jamaica? Oh, no, girl, we're not going to Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica's awful. We'll killed. just go to like the Keys and say it's Jamaica. Yeah, Nobody that's, that's probably safer. I'll go off like a nightlight. I'm sure you will. So uh, they have uh, the lesbian Silurian. Uh, she's the you know they're a good Why man goes are you to war. Why you pointing at me? Because you're a woman. Because you're a woman. So and they got her lesbian friend there together, and the uh, Santaran who's going to be there as well. They're all in this. That guy's thing. weird. He's got a vendetta against the moon, and that's weird. I thought it was funny. So yeah, the trailer's out, and the uh, prequel. You saw the little microsode? No, no I, oh. I refuse to watch the microsodes until Christmas comes because I I don't want to get overhyped. Oh, okay. And then have to crave it. I understand. But it's exciting and it's coming. And I don't know if we'll talk about it on the next episode or the one after that, but we will, of course. Uh, once upon a time, I'm still not watching this show, but... I made Oral watch it and... I am so addicted to Once Upon a Time. I burned through all the episodes that I need to catch up on, which were was like 16 episodes yep. on Netflix. Followed by, I caught up the rest of the season through Hulu and then some other means because Hulu likes to do this whole Hulu Plus thing. And I'm not paying an extra $7.99 a month. <laughs> Just to watch an episode that just came out. So, I, I watched it. It's amazing. Once you get past the crappy Jiminy Cricket, oh. like, little mini story arc, you're fine. It's one, I love Regina as the evil, the evil queen. queen. Oh, because she looks fantastic each and every time they go back to, like, fairy tale land. She's wearing hot couture dresses. Nice. <laughs> like, Regina each Hill. and every turn. Spectre. It's like down the couch. Really? No. Yeah. Which Kidding. Regina? I told you Spectre. Really? No. Stop lying to me. Um, <laughs> also, um, it's just it's really entertaining to see different takes on different characters. On oh, um, everybody, like my favorite was the the magic mirror. How he how it became about and mm-hmm. his love for Regina and then getting trapped in the mirror, saying, "I always want to gaze upon you," and boom. And gaze upon you? Gaze. I always want gaze upon, Wait, upon her. With a C E or a Y S. Don't be a pig. <laughs> Who's a pig? <gasps> um, so no, I also says like, the power daddy, muscle pig. 
Boom. I asked a legit grammatical question. I got slammed down. Everything's so very mean. interwoven. Nothing seems forced. The only thing that can be a little ham-fisted is the whole like true love conquers all thing. But that comes with any fairy tale. <laughs> Ugh, um, and it's always Snow White and, and Prince Charming. Yeah, the mm. production values are great. Magic looks fantastic, and it has oh. like purple like tint to it. It's just good. So yeah, it's like it's Fables fantastic. 2.0. Yeah, Rumpelstiltskin is yeah. the real big I bad love everything. Yeah. Robert Carlyle oh. is one of my favorite all-time sci-fi fantasy love crushes. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes, I, I just and you know who the Man Hatter is? Bucky from yes. Captain America. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that right. Somebody said, you know that's Bucky, right? I'm like, get the fuck out. He's the most attractive one. Oh, no. Hulk is hot. Hook is Hook hot. Clip with hook. Oh. Mm. Ah. But let's go. Oh. Awfully big adventure. Oh. Let's take a moment to remember poor Gus Gus. <laughs> so <God>. cute. <laughs> he was an adorable. He was, you know, human in his human form. The mouse from Cinderella. Okay. Dead, dead, dead. Oh. So uh, it's uh, mid-season break? Or is yeah. It? Yes. Okay. Oral got to see the mid-season. I, I get to see it. I need you to watch it. I know. I need to watch it. What is going on with RuPaul these days? Because I know <clears throat> she has some kind of all-star season. Oh, okay. Well, this is what. Let's, let's fast forward. They released the new trailer for all of the new drag queens on. The actual season, season yeah, premiere. Season premiere of RuPaul that comes out what in season January. Is this? Four, five? I think it's six. Six. Are we, yeah. Is it counting All-Star that happened? I think All-Star counts. Okay. Yeah. So what, um, little known fact, Roxy Andrews, who's a drag queen who used to be at Pulse a lot. Of Orlando. Yes. Oh. Um, is a contestant. So let's root for Roxy, hometown hero. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's fabulous. Mm-hmm. But season five, Drag Race All-Star. Oh, it was it was down to Chanel, Chad Michaels, who Raven. was Team Chad. Oh. And then there was Raven, Raven. and Juju B, Team Ruju B. Now I was a Team Ruju B fan. Right there I knew you. Juju wasn't going to get it, but I like it's just because Bitches like to talk over her. Juju, you know I love you. And your man is fantastic. Girl, I'm not going to though, but he is fantastic. And they got robbed. Yeah. They got robbed for somebody from who... From the old queen. Yeah. From an old queen. And, and it's just... Plastic looking, silicone... Looking fake. at her made me think, why is an IV bag walking down the runway with RuPaul? Is this something that I need to be aware of? Just terrible. Yeah. Just... Mm, mm, mm. And Raven... Let me tell you, they did a photo shoot, and it, he was a he, and oh my fucking god, the body on this guy! I was like, oh, don't really? the face. Oh, the face. Don't he was just drop dead fucking gorgeous. Wow, fucking drop dead gorgeous. Oh. Well, I am, I am so far behind a RuPaul. You're so far behind everything. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Every I don't watch day. TV anymore. It's pathetic. Yeah. But pathetic. you know, I will say this: I would rather have. Um, uh, a half season all stars as opposed to a like full season of drag you. Well, the, oh, oh god, all stars was fun, it was yeah. fun, it was all the re- people who lost in the past coming back, so that was kind of fun to see them again. Except, what was that bitch's name? Mimi, I'm first. more like Mimi, I'm first to cry. <laughs> Cute. So, I think I want to hear about Betcon. Yeah, Jared is sitting Jared, there looking ever awesome. so patient. Wow, so I, I get to talk for more than I have in the past two seasons. Wait, wow, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Someone else went to a convention except beside from me. Correct. Me? Yeah, yeah. Correct. This, 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 and a gay one at that. this, this convention what? was actually 
This was actually geared more towards me because there was mostly artists there than you know writers. Oh well, and, then I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. that's <laughs> I want to hear all about this. Uh, well, let's Bill see. Let me, said. let me let me just go through through my my adventure day by day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you don't have a microphone. It was still funny. So Friday, I leave at um, 5 o'clock in the morning to get on my flight that leaves at 7.30. And I I arrive in Burbank, and I have no money for a rental car or a hotel, so I'm pretty much stranded. And I wait until about 5 o'clock, and the convention starts. Oh, my goodness. So work the streets till 5. Yes, yes, yes. I, I enter there and I'm, I'm just overwhelmed by how many people that I've only known through conversations online, through emails, and it was. So this is the first time you all actually getting yeah, to meet each other. It was, it was wonderful. Um, I got to meet uh, Zan Christensen from uh, Northwest Press. He's pretty hot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? He is hot. Um, I would like to have him on the so- show sometime. Uh, yeah, yes. Um, and. Uh, the biggest uh, draws for me were to meet uh, my friend from Thailand. Uh, he goes by Crimson Blood, and uh, Patrick Fillion and his husband Frazier from Class Comics, who are much younger than I thought they'd be. Really, I don't know why. Okay. they're older. Okay, but everyone was just so warm and encouraging and welcoming, and it was it was wonderful. So later on in the day, I get to meet Phil Jimenez. <gasps> now, can you please do oh, no. your impersonation oh. of Phil Jimenez? Only because that's my dream. No, but I I love this story because it makes me love Phil Jimenez ever the more. Okay, so after I, I you know I, I sat in a conversation with him and uh, Justin Hall, who is also a comic book artist uh, who works with uh, Northwest Press. Um, so later on in the day, I'm hanging out uh, over by the Class Comics booth, and um, Phil Jimenez comes up with uh, a couple bags from Subway. He's like, you guys want some sandwiches? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I love you, I, I was I was overcome, and it was like I, I just I, I asked to hug him, and he, you know, he told me to wash up afterwards. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. <laughs> I love Phil Jimenez. <laughs> Um, and then the uh, you know the days that followed were just you know the volume of people that showed up was just incredible. You know, seeing all the traffic that was so going around. Was it like a traditional con as well? Like it had like retailers and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, oh, I got to meet Wendy Peeney from ElfQuest. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that she was one of the. What uh, is her deal? I don't. Um, she, you know, she was there as an artist, but she was also there to uh, promote the musical that she's working on. Uh, she had uh, done the graphic novel *Mask of the Red Death*, which is uh, oh. has a lot of very, you know, homoerotic. Um, oh, really? Undertones to it. But um, really? Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, it's pretty gay. Okay. Um, so I heard you came back with some interesting stories about a certain friend of the show. Friend of the show, maybe a Dale Lazaroff. No, no, oh, Dale. gotta go. <laughs> Dale wasn't there. No, no, I know um, he wasn't there. But, but wasn't there, I've, um... I've, I've, I, I talked with a couple people who who knew Dale because you know Dale. Dale's you know a well known comic writer. He's well known. Well known. <laughs> um, I got to meet Steve McIsaac, who worked with him. For, Shirtlifter. No, Shirtlifter is what Steve did by himself. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, sure. But uh, he did Sticky with um, Dale. With Dale, yes, and. Um, uh, and what did they say about Dale Jared? Come I'll on, it, I'll say it off the air. Oh goddamn! They it. had nothing but nice things to say about Dale. Yes, yes, nothing yes. but nice. Remember, <laughs> did you Jared see? made inroads, and we're not going to destroy them because you have a chip on your shoulder. 
I have a chip. I'm not the one that had to escort him around all day and take care of him. It was you. I don't well, have, yeah, why do I, I have a chip on my shoulder? I, no, Dale's I fun. I just had a flashback. He stroked to my Mary beard. And how Eric and I just got torn to pieces by people. And it just, it just <laughs> we had to be okay with it. <laughs> Um, did you see the gay comic geek? He was there. Yes, I have a picture of Paul Charles on my phone, posing with Patrick and Fraser. I oh, saw cool. one picture of him, like with some guy Man down there on his Nightwing. Yeah, what was that about? I know. I was like, wow. But he had his hand on the guy's head, so I guess he wasn't. He didn't mind. Oh, I don't think he minded at all. Yes, I think the, he was uh, trying to show. The, like, uh, <laughs> the, the, the Catman was uh, one of the booth babes from uh, Fanboys of the Universe. So they were there. Yes, they were there. Now, were they the only the other podcast that you there saw? was another podcast there? I. Uh, I think it was called Langdon Nation. Huh. Uh, I'm not familiar with it, but so did you meet any of the fanboys of the universe? No. Oh, I did, wasn't introduced, but I, you know, I sat in on a panel where um, I forget the guys. Did name. they actually record? Are we going to get something within the next six months? <gasps> I'm sorry, that Ooh, was cat. bitter. No, no. Because I'm kind of curious about them because they're one of the few shows that it's well known. And I've I really like to. them. Yeah. I listen to them all the time. Yeah. But all the time, whenever they well, put out a new podcast. I'll talk to Patrick and see if he can introduce me. So. Yeah, no, I'd like to get them on. Um, but uh, my, my experience overall was just it was wonderful you yeah. know, meeting all these people that I admired for so long and giving me the encouragement that you know, I've, I've been starving for good so thank goodness yes so. now i also want to know since i gave you a stack of flyers i know you gave a couple of them out no i didn't you didn't give a damn single one of them out Did you guess leave what them on table guess what what happened the moment i left in the morning you forgot I, like, hmm, I forgot something damn it at least you almost took them this one over here went to new york comic-con didn't no. I had some. I had some in my bag. Oh, well, you didn't tell me that. I put some on and the they're table. They're still in your bag. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I put them on the table. I apologize. No, I put. When I went to Baltimore, I did the same thing. I put them on the table. But you know. Yes, there was a table, you know, full of flyers out there, but not ours. But not ours. Yes, that would have been the perfect place to have them. But yes. oh well. it's okay. It's okay. Next year, I, I talked to the year. I talked to the talent. That's what I. No came good. To do. Good. Now next yes. year we will be there in a more official capacity. That is my goal. And hey, GamerCon and GamerCon, and I you got contact. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for GamerCon. Yep. I want to go to both. So we'll I, start I saving you, up now. I give you the information, so mm-hmm. hopefully we'll we'll work something out. With I them. would love to do that. Right, cool. um, let us move on to some video games. Uh, I have not played very many lately, but the question has played Planet Side Two, which I never really. That's whoa, God! Is that, that old just game? took me back to freshman no. year of college. No, yeah, Planet Side was came from a while ago, yeah. but they just came True. out with a sequel, Planet Side Two, uh-huh. and it's really good. Yeah. For those who don't know, it's like an MMO first person shooter. Ooh, it's like, I like Halo that. for PC. I like yes, that. it's like Halo for PC. Um, but you're, you're, there's three giant continents and you can go into one of the continents and it's this huge map and you're playing with like 2,000 other people on each continent um, trying to like take over these bases. So it's these huge large scale battles with you and like thousands of other people, hundreds of other people on like, – there's three different factions – um, so you just choose. Well, I'm the purple guys, the Vanu Sovereignty, and they use like tech-based laser weapons. And the other guys use like big cannons and stuff. The other guys are like more efficient, like machine guns. It's and free stuff. to play, or completely free to play. But it, it's like a full game that you would pay like sixty dollars for normally. You can pay um, mm. to get things like extra money to buy like cooler weapons and, and costumes and right. stuff. But you do not have to put a dollar into it, and you can compete just as well as anybody. So you don't even have to buy the game to start playing. No. It's just completely free, and it's actually huh. a pretty quick download, and just jump right in. 
Um, but, check it out. Some people have like some negative things to say about it. Like it's kind of overwhelming because there's no tutorial or anything. They literally drop you in the middle of like the, the hottest battle going on the map at that time, and you'll probably die within the first ten seconds, and yeah. you'll probably die again within another fifteen seconds, and. Uh, and th- but then you once you start like getting the hang of it and know how to stay alive, there's a bunch of different classes. You can be like an infiltrator who can cloak and snipe. You can be an engineer to where you, you, you can engage people in combat, but you can go around like fixing things and uh, de- uh, giving people ammo and uh, you know, a medic, uh, a heavy assault guy who can pretty much just kill anything, whether it's a vehicle. Um, and that's another thing. There's, there's infantry and there's vehicles with like tanks and stuff. Um, and then there's also like air combat with um, you like, can bombers. fly a plane. Yeah, there's bombers Sweet. and like. Uh, jet fighters I and what you could do in the first planet side, but like it's just it's all been like really refined. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a really good experience. It looks great, yeah. yeah. And it, the best thing, but despite all like the flaws that people have, what makes it really good is that you really feel like you're in a large scale battle because you'll be running along the ground, ships and like uh, you know planes will be flying above your head. You'll hear like the whoosh and your sheen, your screen will shake a little bit, and uh, they'll like explode in the air. Tanks will roll by, and like all these other people, like some the guy right next to you will get shot in the head and just go down. But you'll keep running and wow. It's it's, it's it's a really cool it's, uh, experience. It's for people who have played the first Planet Side, who have been waiting all this time to play the second one. It's for people who maybe like Halo but want something more and something on a grander scale. Right. It's people who don't want to be just like drenched in testosterone from playing Gears of War. I see. Yeah. Like it. it's. I would definitely recommend going. It's free. It's awesome. But now um, uh, you also played Halo Four, right? I played a little bit of Halo Four um, because I was playing Planet Side Two and I got a little frustrated. With, uh, and so I was like, I just want to be in control. <laughs> yeah. So I went and I bought Halo Four, but I uh, I've only finished about a quarter of it. And I'm actually, I was a little uh, disappointed actually because really? I, I got a big hype. People were saying it was I like game a lot of the of year, best Halo yet, and it just it wasn't that for me. It was, it was a lot of repetition and yeah. stuff. But uh, I'll, I'll give like a full review when I finish it. Right. I've played it. Um, I haven't finished it. I like it. Yeah. It's it's fun and action packed. The the storyline itself is kind of. Mm, Whatever. Yeah. Um, everything looks like it. Um, everything looks like the nobody's castle. The new in um, the new enemy. If you think about it, it's very like Kingdom Hearts two esque. Hmm. The way it's structured. Um, and there's like data, so it's kind of like Tron like. It's it's not bad. Some of the new weapons are super cool. Um, some of the new abilities like. Um, hard light shield so you're not encased in like armor lock like in Halo Reach you have a shield that projects in front of you or um, your loadouts which allow you to customize what you want Mm -hmm. as opposed to this is your set um, like say you're an assassin um, this is your set like weapon and secondary weapon and this is your special skill so it's I I like it it's cool Hmm. boring I need to check it out now I You're also I played one game Dishonored Dishonored for the PC I don't know what this is got a brand new computer I thought I should buy something for it Black Friday sale 30 bucks it is by Bethesda a company that we have a connection with uh, Justin or my former oh, student don't, in your don't name him <laughs> why I don't know he doesn't I didn't care Okay, go ahead. I, mean, I don't know. Give um, his full name. Give his social security I'm number. Gonna, okay. His name is Justin. Justin. <laughs> like his name is Oral. There are a billion Justins in the world. It's yeah. fine, girl. Listen, he told me... Okay, go ahead. Well, hi, Justin, if you're listening. Um, Thanks for Skyrim. 
Yeah. yeah. Skyrim, well, here's what I don't Fallout. get. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I love Bethesda. I love Fallout 3. I know a lot about Skyrim. I have not played it, but I it looks Skyrim. really cool. Dragonborn I, I don't get Dishonored, and everyone was so excited about it. It's like such a big hype. So far, it's an interesting world. It's kind of like a dystopian sort of monarchy or a... Uh, like a tyrant's ruling and they bumped off the old queen and you're, you're basically implicated in her death so you're on the run and there's a whole magic component in there I'm still kind of figuring out but I just don't I don't know I don't get it I don't get what the big excitement is it's, it's pretty uh, it's a first person shooter with some like sets of magic but I just don't I don't get the thing yet you know what I mean you're not hooked yet I'm not hooked um, but I'm gonna keep playing it looks cool. It. I it, mean, it looks cool, but I think it doesn't even look necessarily as good as other games out right now. It looks it looks okay, but I don't know. I'm I guess I just love Fallout so much that when I heard they were making another game, kind of not like Fallout, but similar in certain ways, I just got real excited. And I don't know. Again, it hasn't just hasn't done it for me yet. So. Mm. But I'm gonna keep playing, and I'll, again, I'll have better, maybe more review later when I finish it someday. Probably never. So let's get into some comics. Hooray. I know. We... Things I understand and appreciate. Oh, listen, honey. Well, actually, if you think oh. about it, we're just clicking, clicking away. We're just clicking away. Just clicking away? Yeah, we're yeah. doing pretty well. Yes. Congratulate ourselves for staying oh, on. Great, Oral. Now, just here we go into Marvel now. Six hours. No, no, ago. no. <laughs> listen, before we get into the main course, let's do a little appetizers of indie books. Yeah. Very important. Um, I am not reading any right now, but <laughs> actually I am multiple warheads, but I haven't read the new issue. Um, I've read the new issue and I am a fan of multiple warheads. Isn't Brandon Graham stuff cool? Well, you like profit as well. Yes. So, I mean, oh, so good. Um, there is news in the comic industry. DC is going through some craziness right now. You guys know about Karen Berger stepping down from DC? Yeah. yeah. If she's the head of Vertigo. She has been Vertigo for the whole life. I mean, she is Vertigo. And brought in all these great indie writers, built up what Vertigo is now. And it's kind of interesting because I'm kind of curious, A, why she left. Did she just retire? Or did she just sense the sea change that's sort of already coming? And what is she going to do next? Is she going to go off and start her own book or her own series or uh, publisher or is she going to go to some other publisher and try to bulk up their indie line? I'm I'm really curious and it's kind of a, a big deal. Yeah, Vertigo is not in a great place right now. Uh, look, how many titles do they have? They have Fables. Uh, Saucer Barrels. Country. Saucer mm. Country. They have Punk Rock Fa- Jesus. So they have two Punk Fables books. Say that again? Punk Rock Jesus. Punk Rock Jesus. So they have four books? Two of them are Fables no, books? More than no, that. there's more than that. Those oh, are yeah, just like Hellblazer's going hitters. away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. and it's going to be Constantine yeah. I mean they yeah. don't really have a. I mean uh, Jeff Lemire and Scott Snyder just announced uh, Vertigo books makes sense American um, Vampire so. yeah. Yeah. oh American Vampire um, like, it, I wouldn't say it's well, a let me walk the store well it's definitely not uh, the destination it used to be it used I don't, to oh, be unwritten. my favorite unwritten. publisher mm-hmm. it doesn't sweet have yeah sweet it doesn't have the same sense of pedigree I think now that it did a lot of the writers who really made Vertigo what they are have gone on either to leave comics altogether, go to other actual indie studios, yeah. or are writing mainstream books. But I also no. believe that uh, with Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire, their, their books and that whole like Justice League Dark, Animal Man, Swamp thing has brought a whole darkness to DC yeah. Yeah. in general. Yeah. That there may be not a need to be a Vertigo anymore, just DC. Yeah, well, DC has spent a lot of time like taking their talent that they've found through whatever avenues that they have 
available and they've been integrating them into the 52s so it's it's they're kind of like over tapping the resource and um you, you know punk rock jesus is punk rock jesus is what i'm reading tell us about punk rock jesus i know this is one so you've got really all the issues into. here on her cliff notes ladies and gentlemen i, I want to know a little bit more about what this is well it's 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 kind of obvious from the name but um the 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 overview for the most part is um picture the world as it is now but but create the divide and spread them apart like the Grand Canyon. And that's the factions that you have between, between more secular uh-huh. society and what they're calling the new American Christians, which is this like very... I like that word. Say it again. New American Nude? Christians. No, no. Nude? Secular? Shut oh, up. That's hot. That's hot. I'm not making fun. Secular? I like, I like it. So what is the new American Christian? What do they do? They're, they're almost... They're as close to... Um, uh, they're the fanatical, you know, kind of NRA on acid. I see. Basically. Far, far, far right. Far, far, far right, but mutated to... Because even if you look at it now, if, if you're not necessarily a very conservative person, you can, f- can find redeeming qualities in, mm-hmm. in the right at the moment. Yeah. Where it is, it is, a, it is a group of people who, who genuinely have intentions, but they have a very kind of narrow, one-sided view of how things work. But so Punk Rock group, Jesus, what is, what is his role in this? Punk Rock Jesus is... Um, they start a reality TV show, almost like the Truman Show, except more self-aware, where they take the shout the shroud of christ and they use the dna to clone jesus and jesus grows up um in the eyes of 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 reality tv they auditioned his virgin mother um and it's just it's about it's about the quality of life and the lack thereof that he has in this environment and how the kind of big demon corporation manipulates um his his access to the world and um it's it's just you feel really bad for this for this kid he's he's christ but he's just this kid named chris and he doesn't get any socialization as a child his mother cannot handle the life that she has and she she just she crumbles yeah. um, in this environment, and all she wants to do is escape. And all he knows is the, the confines of this island where he grew up, with all these cameras everywhere. Right. So, um, a lot of horrible stuff happens. And his do you his, like this because it kind of reflects on a little bit of religion, a little bit of contemporary culture, and how religion is kind of shaping politics and all that stuff. And it's got this Truman Show thing. Well, I, I like it because I'm. Um, when I was when I was an adolescent, um, I um, I became very very much attached to punk rock music, and it has more to do with the fact that there is there's a whole other side to the reality of things that are happening, and it's it's very much about the dissonance of society, yeah. where we we hold on to these ideas that don't work for us, yeah. and it forces us to to continue on illogically, and and how we kind of struggle against those things, but it's it's a matter of accepting the fact that these things do not work and they're not good for us, and we have to get rid of them. And that's kind of what happens for Chris is um, his mother is killed, and that's kind of the that's kind of the thing that he needs to realize that I do wake have up. I do I need to, I do need to wake up I do have rights I'm this 
ridiculously huge public figure. I have a voice, and I cannot be manipulated into being a representative for a faction and an idea that I don't agree with. Right. And that's kind of what I responded to. Yeah. How many issues then are we like? Six, um, it's five, it's five. only going to be six. So Aww. the next issue comes out um, January second. That's it. But and it's DC. That means the trade comes out in four years. No. <laughs> oh. Um, well, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd, I'd like to read that because I actually really enjoyed the uh, Mark Miller uh, American Jesus. Mm-hmm. That was like a six-issue thing, too. Yeah. That was really good. He, wants, he wanted to do more with that, and then yeah. kind of just went off. The- and the, um, the, the writer-artist um, is... Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, if it if it it sounds like it's a good book, and if it it performs well, you know, we're going to get another one. You know, if DC taught us anything, we're going to have you know before Punk Rock Jesus, tra- which is Soft Rock Jesus. Don't forget the toaster. Nice. Oh, yeah, nice. But, but, but with punk rock in general, to have to have a tribute band of a trunk of a punk rock band is kind of missing the point. It's going to be Soft Rock Jesus. So. <laughs> But I, I do love this book. I do think it's it's it, it taps into a lot of social issues that we haven't yet cool. flipped. Um, we'll check it out. To think I, about. I, you got me interested. Let's move on to Lock and Key Omega. This is the last of the, the beginning of the end. Yeah, 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 I finally caught up. Yeah. Oh yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, Eric yeah. was telling me that he was reading through it. I have oh, volume two so now. Good. Oh my yes, god. Oh, you do. I haven't read have volume read- one. God. Listen. Oh, anyways, you no. Anyways, my house. yeah. Aw. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but this, it was a good start. The the issue didn't like nothing like, super crazy happened, but it really set the stage for oh, you know go. demon possessed little Bode and where like the Bode. emotional Bodie. It is Bodie. Bodie and uh, the emotional state of like the whole cast and yeah. So I'm like it starts with in <laughs> he's like a giant Bodie. No. And he knocks over that. Oh my god, it was terrible what he did. I know. Just he puck, knocked it over like a toy. Oh, just it was, knocked over this lighthouse with these people and everything. Oh, I love lighthouses. So, <laughs> where's the people he's not, worried about? It's yeah, the lighthouse. Oh, the lighthouses. <laughs> Aww. Are there people in lighthouses? Where is uh, Jake Ellis? I'm not reading this. I Oh, uh, I read you read it. You read Who Is? I read Who Is and the first So this issue. is, that's right, this is the second series. This is the, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know how much it's going to be. I like it. I, I like yeah. it, too. I like the uh, the first one. What was it? Who Is? Who Is Jake Ellis? Who Is Jake Ellis? That was really one. good. I like that one. Right. And then uh, this, the sequel that started was very good as well. Yeah. Isn't that Vertigo? Was that Image? Oh. I think it's Image. Image. I, I meant to say that. that and it was Nathan M. Edmondson, who Aaron, oh, my yeah, boss, yeah. has the hots for, who he's obviously wants to looking. sleep with. Because he looks like Ryan Gosling, yeah. Oh, oh he's not, not really. the beefy guy? I mean, he's a bear. He's cute. He has muscles, like a guy, so a little bit. Um, um, he always has a toothpick in his mouth. Oh, that's unfortunate. What about <laughs> Saga? I actually read the trade of Saga. I Did think you enjoy it? Was it good? Oh, yeah. It's just the thing is, I never doubted I would enjoy I like Brian K. Vaughn a lot. I love science fiction. I love, I love a lot about this series. The only thing I would say is just I, I like that I read it as a trade. I think Vaughn works really well that way for me, issue-wise. Although he does have some nice beats at the end of his issues that are cool. Yeah. Especially the end of the trade, the last one when the... the, the, the was it not the grandparents? The, the, the grandparents. The in-laws. The in-laws. The in-laws. And then, then they show up and uh, all that. But no, I, I knew I'd like it. I just... Uh, Did you read the latest issue? Nope. I'm in tra- trade waiting. It's fantastic. And disgusting. It's so gross. <laughs> that was awful. You're going to want to... That was a surprise I oh. cannot like remove from the inside yeah. of my My husband's like, iris. what the the fuck are you reading? I'm like, I'm disgusted and I can't stop looking. I know. <laughs> well, I just love the pictures of the machine robot 
TV head TV people. Head, when yeah. Sarah Robot the that fourth. That was awesome. Uh, I, that's fully Cooly. That anime remind, reminded me of that. I, was just, <laughs> no, I want to go to that planet. I no? hate that anime. It's garbage. Sextillion. Oh, oh yeah. god. That was great. The, the the big heads with just legs. That was weird. Yeah, that was I want a lion sp- cat. Aww. I get exposed all you bitches all the time. Um, but you know, I think everyone's thinking, oh, you know, Saga is amazing, and it's a book that has heart. I'm like, yes, it, it does have heart. And Brian K. Vaughn will rip it out of you mm-hmm. when he's good and ready. Yeah. I'm trying to warn Nobody's people. Safe. It was like, this is just great. This is so fantastic. Nothing can possibly go wrong. But when somebody ends up decapitated or a bullet to the brain. Oh, I know. I'm, You're bringing back why the last man painful memories. Yep. <laughs> so, lesbian series. Marvel Now. Oh, here goes six hours of our life. <laughs> we'll go through this quickly. Okay. Um, Gene! Okay. No, yeah. All new I'll X-Men. Say, all new X-Men. The fucking best book. I know. I love this yeah, book I was so not much. planning on that being my favorite book, but it totally is. Oh, my God. I love it. So love we're it. all up through issue three, right? With the confrontation. Um, I, I I'm up to issue four. four. Oh, too. you people know about four? You haven't read four yet? Four is so good. We are all Were they putting that damn book out weekly? It's like, well, no, it's taking no, yeah. the place of Uncanny X-Men. It's setting up both story arcs, so when Uncanny X-Men comes out, it's already where it's coming Scott out every, is. every two weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Iron Man's coming out every week. Can you believe that? Fuck Iron Man. Yeah, I don't care for Iron Man at all. <laughs> I I Iron Man once is, every two is months really bad. Okay. <laughs> Let's not waste time talking about how bad oh, Iron Man yeah, is. We're, we're but all new, X, all new X-Men. Best book. It's, it's so good. Why do you guys I feel like, like Bendis, it? Tell me. Bendis, I feel like he... Well, his, the end of his Avengers run was really like uneventful and yeah. wasn't that good. Yeah, I feel like he's three. been saving it all for X-Men. Uh-huh. And it's just things that we never knew we wanted to see. Because people like will complain about this or that or whatever, but to really get a, uh, a good grasp on how far you know all the X-Men have changed... Uh, is to show them talking, like interacting with their original selves. Yeah, and it's just got straight great chemistry and like interesting conversations. It's funny. Um, yeah, you know, great. we get Jean Grey back. Oh, I get my. You know, girl nothing back. will make you realize how mis- much you miss Jean Grey. I'm reading this book. Day, I'm so happy. I'm mm-hmm. so happy. Until she got her first migraine and, and lost her shit. Mm-hmm. Well, don't. Shit yet? Doesn't everyone when I they have a migraine? Yet. Yeah, and you see them like growing all over again because she did, when she starts it, she didn't know she could read minds. Someone right. someone tells her and then she sort of tries to do it and she like knocks out Wolverine. Yeah, that was pretty uh, funny. I, I did like it. that, yeah. and I like this this the Scott Magneto dynamic is really interesting. Yeah, well, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yes, it's fantastic. Mm. And magic out of all of like. Everybody, is it a spoiler if I say about the powers thing? No, go ahead. Their powers are all hijacked. Their all powers are real because of the Phoenix Force. It's been all wonky. Now it's really weird. And um, Magic is the only one like, oh, I got this. I'm good. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like everyone's going to get new powers, and it's not just they're going to lose the one they have. So. Well, you know, I was I was talking well, to just talking Eric about this earlier. About this earlier. Um, there, there have been some complaints, and this is what I will say. And, and Q, you're right. What better way to reconcile how far you've come than to put up a mirror to yourself to the past and say, this is what I used to be. This is how far I've come. And not only is Bendis doing that for people to actually get, but the undercurrent of that and the undertone is, yes, this is what you've done, and you were saying this all your life. You've mastered your powers. These powers mm-hmm. become you. Right. That's why you take on the name Cyclops or Storm. So now that you have undergone these radical transformations um, or even minute changes over the course of 10, 20 years, when you no longer have that touchstone, your complete foundation as a character, 
you're lost. I mean, Cyclops was able to like bounce a beam between his legs and knock somebody out behind him, and now he can't even trust it to like open his eyes. And also, the visual of that, or when it's freaking out, Stuart Eminem, he's as top of his game. Each book looks better and better. It's it's a gorgeous looking book. It is really really, and yeah, he he grows as a as an artist. Everything he does is different, and it seems like it's an evolution. So you know, it's beautiful. It's his art looks very dynamic and it's also crisp and and you know it, it doesn't it doesn't hide the fact that yes these are larger than life characters demigod millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even, but they look, sometimes they look battered. So, can and I, worn can I speculate? And, and if you know a little bit more of it, you know, don't say anything. But so, we know Uncanny's coming back. Yes. And we know that basically it's those, it's the team Cyclops has with, you know, Magneto and all that stuff. Right. Yes. The Brotherhood. The, the Brotherhood, yeah. So, if that's their book, and if Wolverine and the X Men is the Wolverine and the X Men book. That's ending. Oh, no, it's not. What? And Aaron, and this is what Aaron told me today. He goes, Wolverine and the X Men has an end date. Now. What? You're kidding. But that's no, sucks. Aaron's lying to me. Because Ramon Perez is coming on the, the guy that I really, you know. Oh, like. I know. I'm and he's going to be doing But art. I don't know. That's what Aaron said, unless it's just changing. And yeah, he, he might be wrong. But, but I mean, what I really want to know is, is all new X-Men going to follow these five X-Men or whatever throughout their adventures? Or is it just going to stay as like this sort of touchstone team I, crossing book? I think what he's doing, if you look back at what Bennis has done before, remember how he started his run of the Avengers? Yeah, he just killed half the team. Yeah. Yeah. The Avengers yeah. disassembled. And it, it, he really destroyed everything so he could build it up back yes. to something remember that, that he... Remember that, Wanta? Do you remember that book? I could do um, <laughs> what he wanted to do with it. Right. And I feel like this, people are like, oh, you know, like this is just like a stunt or this is a thing, this is, or it's just like a short story. No, this is the start of Bendis' X-Men run. Right. How long was he on Avengers? Like six, seven, eight years? Yeah. He, this is, he's going to be on X-Men for a long time. Sure. With two books, by the way. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's setting the foundation. Things are happening here. They're going to echo long way down the line. Well, it's, so just it's like, good. It's it, what he's doing with the powers, what he's doing with the cast, people going, it's not going to just, it's like not, like with Lost, the, the end of the story wasn't them getting off the island. Right. This, it's not about the, the mutants like coming here, making a little difference, and then going back home. That's not going to be the end of the well, story. Well, right, right, right. So I, mean, I, I don't know where he's going with it, but you can tell this is like the start of something bigger. Can I uh, talk I'm about My Little it. Pony? No. Um, Avengers number one. Not yet. Uh, I liked it. I yeah, fucking I liked it a lot. loved it. I if I could marry it, I would. Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't say it was that great. Yeah. But I've read it. I liked it. I liked number two. You read number two, right? I that read really? number two. I thought two was like, 
Mm. You know what? Think of think think about it this way. And this comes out after Cap gives the call. Yeah. The call so out, so it's together. a symbol at dawn. You know. Okay. Yeah. I love see, that. No, let's not talk about it. Let's talk about okay. The, the let's, let's talk about one. I, I, it's very bold, and and it's Hickman, so of course it's going to yeah, be bold, yeah. bold, big, huge. epic, all that stuff. Yeah. But I love the idea and the conceit that basically it's not. Shut up. It's not size queen. It's not an Avengers like. It's not the. He uses the core team and really sets that as they're the foundation, even having the iconography of the movie cast. Yeah, yeah. And then, but they're kind of taken out of the picture pretty quickly, and it's now the other people he's adding in, and they're going to take the forefront. But I did, like, my favorite moment, I have to say, was the whole Hulk with that girl. Of how she oh, the abyss with the Hulk. Yeah, I was like, "Holy crap!" What she made him do and just go crazy. Like the whatever the hell that group is called, the gods on they're Mars, like or the garden, um, the garden. That they are so ex nihilo, oh, ex nihilo, uh, yeah, nihilo, and the abyss and Aleph and I forgot the other one. But I mean, they are so interesting. And I love Opeña's art is amazing. It's yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And they just they're, Hickman does so really cool world building, and this is just right, another example of that. Him now, please, mm-hmm. Brian. Oh, you haven't. I was on Guy no, Fi. Listen to you. No, listen. I was on time. Guy Fi with Dean. We spent a good thirty minutes, I think, on just John Hickman. We will not comic spend a good book 30 bears uh, coming out very soon. Uh, I think we spent another like thirty minutes on. We Hickman. refuse to spend an. Hour I won't on do it here, but I'm just saying. John, if you're out there. Yeah, some of those guys were following me on Twitter. Hey, guys. Nice. <laughs> Shout out. Um, so Avengers is awesome. Thor uh, oh my is God, God of Thunder. So good. Very good. That's probably good. my second favorite book. It's, it's excellent listen. because it's got young Thor, current Thor, and old Thor yeah, all the fighting. Way, uh, Jason it's, a, it's its own trinity. Yeah. But um, old Thor is awesome. I want to see more of that. Young Thor is hilarious and just stupid college age, yeah, kind of just going off having adventures with Norsemen. I mean, that's Yeah, fantastic. and he fights the guy. I heard a, a funny thing that they said the villain looks too much like Voldemort. Yeah, a little with, like, bit. the snake, flat snake face. Yeah. And, <laughs> did you see the villain? I, yeah, we did. we did. In the second one, yeah. he fights him. Like, um, the whole issue. Gore. Gore, Gore yeah. the god killer. God butcher. Uh, what about Uncanny uh, Avengers, which, unfortunately, is a, yet another victim of John Cassidy's not a, inability the to do The next issue doesn't come out to January. Yep. It's... It, they should have known. He's done the, how should long? Have started this four years ago. How long did they have planetary take a hiatus? Because well, partly because of Warren Ellis. That was a long. Yeah, that was like. And and years. he's done this. He can't keep a monthly schedule, which is but, unfortunate. Okay, when he did Astonishing X Men, was he the same? I don't. They oh yeah, they had delays. Terrible. They had delays. Yeah, yeah. Um, so beautiful book, very well written. I love the idea that it's the Red Skull, but it's not the Red Skull. So you can keep all that other baggage from recently. Uh, the whole reveal with with Xavier's body and seeing uh, Scarlet. Which and Rogue and, and how, how that affects Wand them. Is like yeah, manipulated. that was oh. like a little too easy. Well, but it's kind of well, Xavier's he brain. Up behind her with spirals. Xavier's spirals. <laughs> but he put on those wonky glasses. <laughs> Xavier's brain. It's it's. I know, it's but power. he couldn't like screw with Wanda when you know through all the other issues and stuff. Well, you know what? It's it. I look at it this way. We all need. Let me back Unless up. it was that's what that was her true feeling, and he was just really it might have been. Or you know, look at it this way: just like Gene, just like Wanda, like the the Marvel vixens and the powerhouses that have been women sometimes need to be tamped down a little. Like think about Sue Sue Richards as Malice. Yeah, like right. Malice is badass. Oh. We haven't seen Malice in a while. And they kind of, like, walk her powers back just a little bit. Right. Like, you have to make them more vulnerable because 
when they left us, they were godlike. Right. You're right. That's, that's true. Okay, good point. Um, Captain America, number one, another remainder book. Very good. Very, very good. Well, you're saying very, very because you read two. <gasps> issue one was okay. It's, I enjoyed one. it. I'm looking forward to the, reading the second one. But look what you got. You got a green skull. You got. Th- Shove it down your throat. You got a green skull. You hippie, had, hippie green skull. Yeah. <laughs> you had um, <laughs> his, his childhood. You had Steve Rogers' childhood. You have. Him dealing now, okay, with what the he's universe. Dealing. What's it called? Dimension, Dimension Z. Z. Okay, uh, do we know? Was this old that I, I didn't? Yeah, it might be an old just, idea, but it's we haven't seen it in a long. Yeah, okay. it's right. very yeah. Kirby esque. The whole yeah. thing feels like a love letter to John or uh, Jack Kirby. Uh, what do we Kirby. think about the art with John Romita Jr.? It's great because it, it fits the Kirby esque sort of thing he's doing. I think. I don't know. I'm. I. I do like John Romita Jr.'s art, but for some reason, I think just the combination of of his art and the, being a Captain America story and and the colorist, which I think is Dean White, uh-huh. um, who normally does like amazing work, his that coloring on John Romita Jr.'s pencils doesn't quite. Like it. it it doesn't mit- match to that, me. Th- no, huh. no, no, no. That's that's why I like most about it because you're tossed into a dimension that makes no sense. There's no rhyme eh. or reason to you. Yeah. The world doesn't make eh. sense. And so what better way than to have these two very different styles juxtaposed? Because when you look at John Romita Jr., you have Kick-Ass, you have Malar World, and that's very muted and subdued even though you have these larger-than-life battles and brawls. Like, that New York reminds you of New York. When you go to Dimension Z... It, it's very I fell through this like rift in time and space and now I'm in a place that doesn't make it looks make like John Romita Jr.'s art yeah it does it does but the the color scheme is off yeah. and that's what I like it so much not the yeah. color scheme is Dean White provides this like realistic texture to a lot of things but John Romita Jr.'s pencils are very unrealistic yeah I got you I see what you're saying but, it, but I like what we're saying it's kind of juxtaposing the two styles and Making you uncomfortable because it's an uncomfortable, weird space. You know? uh, I, don't I don't see know. it like that, but okay. Um, what about it. FF? And I, FF, I like. Yeah. And Fantastic Four. Let's pick F- one. No, FF no. <laughs> two wildly different things. Because Fantastic Four, I honestly, eh. it's not that. Okay. It's not blowing me away, but no. FF, especially FF number two. So good. It's like, funny. It, it looks so great. It looks Michael great. Red's Michael Red's art. art's great. Laura's great uh, coloring. Uh, I. I didn't know that I'd like because I didn't understand what they were doing. The, the promo image is just the four people. You don't know that it's going to be the, the foundation. The the, mm. Oh, I don't they know. Have the, four minutes. Just <laughs> villain for four fucking. Minutes. That's hilarious too. <laughs> but I didn't know that the kids were going to stay in the, the focus, and I'm really glad to see right. that that's what it is. And what's funny about it is, like you said, Q, uh, Fractures writing both. Yeah. You, if you didn't know he was writing both, you would think they're two separate, completely oh, yeah. different writers. And I think. What he's doing in FF is what he really is and, and likes to do as a writer. And what I, Fantastic Four is more of his fear itself, kind of trying to hit for the for the way for out. the rafters. Yeah. Well, no, see, the with rafters. The Fantastic Four, he has boundaries. With FF, there are no boundaries. And Fraction with no boundaries, we had Immortal Iron Fist. We have Hawkeye. Yes. He could do Hawkeye. what he wants. Yes. You know, now with Fantastic Four, he has to live up to an expectation. And I think that's the problem with yeah. it. So FF, I mean, I even don't think Bagley's doing that bad with the, oh, the Fantastic dude. Four. No, it's for Bagley. So young though, they do. But they do look young for but Bagley art. It's not bad Bagley. Art. Everything <laughs> looks gorgeous. I will say that when you no, look Bagley at the, when you look at both of the books, both of the books look gorgeous in their own right. separate ways. I like Fantastic Four. 
because he, like, families have issues. Hickman drove that home. He is, he is bringing that forward. So even if you have, like, the, the road paved with good intentions, right. it's a road to ruin. Yeah. And that's what I like, because what does Reed do? Book one of Fantastic Four, he lost to his family. Yep. How unlike Reed. Mm. So... I'm going to skip Iron Man because I think we can all agree. Okay, good. Let's go. Good. So bad. Um, Iron Man. I'm sorry. Hulk. What do we think about Hulk? I, do you read the second one? I read the second one. Hulk is good. I like the first one. Hulk yeah, is, I kind of like the idea. Hulk is funny. It's it's not offbeat as, say, FF but or Hawkeye because that's Fraction, and Fraction does offbeat really well. But it's very good. Yeah, this is now like a Bruce Banner is like, I'm accepting this quote unquote disease. This is me, and I'm going to learn to live with this. So I like that. I like that approach. He's not trying to cure himself anymore. Right. No, and yeah, we th- showed in Avengers number one where his eyes all of a sudden glow green, and there was the Hulk. Yeah. You know, just like the movie kind that of. That was a cool moment. Yeah, that I was liked awesome. It. Yeah. Although that Hulk looked a little too green um, <laughs> when very he was walking green. off the ship. But the. Uh, um, the first issue is a little too talky, like yeah, a, very of, talky. of setting up the. I think that's what I get from reading too many interviews and yeah. hearing about this for months, and uh-huh. then now reading the first issue, and it's exactly what Mark's Mark Wade's pitch was like at New York Comic Con and everything. Um, so, but now that that's out of the way, like issue two, that it's like it's gotten like you know things are, are kicking into gear. He he meets up with Iron Man. Uh, I think it's, it's it's really good. I really like it. Well, I'm glad mm-hmm. they're showing more of the Banner scientist guy, who I've always been very interested in that. But I like the TV show yeah. back in the day, and I like how they Mark Wade's view of his powers are that most people show him as this lumbering, like Frankenstein, like monster. Right. But he's he's not slow by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. and they show him like dashing across the like the page and like and ripping Le- a guy. Lanil Lanil's awesome. uh, pencils are very appropriate for this uh, book. Yeah, yeah. When um, things kick into high gear, it looks great. I'm not reading like. Legacy, uh, X-Men Legacy. I am. But I, I heard it's kind of weird. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I loved the first issue just because I was like, wow, where is this going to go? Yeah. But when I saw where it was going in the second one, I was like, ooh, I don't like this. Well, is okay. this I don't know. It, like, It's only like a story arc with Legion and then it's going to change? Or is it Legion throughout this whole thing? I don't know. I think it's all him. Oh. The writer, Simon Spurrier, is like crazy. He wrote X-Club, who, which I loved. X-Club. It was like Remember all the science mutants with, with Rao and Nemesis, Nemesis and J. Oh, oh Jeffries. yeah, I did like that. I, I love that. Like and they put the psychic shot. starfish on mm-hmm. Dr. Nemesis's head and Dr. Why Nemesis does, like wrote a shark and was like, science, ho. Oh, it was great. Why does Nemesis have the face mask thing? Do we know? That, they, they because he's that? cableized. He's Who? teamed up with cable Nemesis now. No, no, no. Oh. But why? Why does he have a doctor's mask? Yeah, I, he, he a wears doctor? a doctor's mask a lot. Is this like a phobia? Is it part of his power? Like, I have no idea. So, anyway, well, a mystery for another day. Now, uh, <laughs> Deadpool, I want to throw this in here because I don't like Deadpool. Nope. But, nope. Uh-oh. but, but he likes president jokes. I think the new writer, and I think especially Tony Moore's art on the new Deadpool is such an improvement over anything that's come before with Deadpool in <laughs> I years. Well, I agree. Can we take bets on how long Tony Moore is going to write? He's only this? doing the first three and then he's, oh, he's off. But <laughs> I think he's coming back. So they, they see, uh, unlike Cassidy, they actually realistic with him, I think, with Tony Moore. And they're like, well, we know you can do about three issues and then we'll bring somebody else you're going to quit. <laughs> but, but, I do you guys not? I mean, I know Deadpool is like a lot of people hate him, a lot of people love him, but I it, whatever. Well, it's the reactions not, I'm getting from Deadpool fans is like the first issue was just too over the top. Where people te- seem to take Deadpool because of Daniel Way, right? They seem to take him over the top. But now with the third issue, uh, one of my customers came in. We were talking about it that 
it seems like now they're reeling him back in. Okay. Now they're going to try to. Well, make they it. don't do the whole um, uh, inner monologue, uh, multiple personalities, fourth wall stuff nearly as much in this now as they did. And the dead president thing is pretty funny. And he was pounding some dick. I heard. Yes, he did. Which was a kind of a stupid joke, but, you know. but no, I, just, I liked it. I love presidents. Of course you did. I love humor about history and all that. Good stuff. All right. Finally, two more books of Marvel, and then we'll move on. The end of Avengers. The end of I'm sorry. The end of Bendis' run on the Avengers. We mentioned it briefly. Just no, we can't. No, we're going to set her off again. We're going to set her off. Why? You know Why? What? Do you remember the ending? How this it went? was. Oh. Garbage. So we're gonna go here. Let's I really go remember here. this. I have never Let's really been this. a fan of Bendis' Avengers run. Uh-huh. I haven't. I tried. There are some things that he's done. Like I like Disassembled. Right. Disassembled was great. Um, of course it was. But <laughs> but my issue is quote unquote reestablishing the status quo, bringing Wasp back. Yes. And then going through all of this to find the new Sorcerer Supreme right. to have him have his own book for six issues to bring him into the first story arc of and New Avengers and Heroic Age to kill him off to then have no Sorcerer Supreme for months on end then to bring like Brother Voodoo like back as a spirit to have his brother still dead and nowhere to be found <laughs> And then for Doctor Strange, who I love, to be the Sorcerer Supreme again, you wasted my time. How angry You wasted my time. This was garbage. It was garbage. It was garbage. I wasn't impressed by either book. Nobody gives a flying fuck about Janet Van Dyne. Her husband beats her. And she's happy to see him again. Well, just the one time. It's just the one time he slapped her. It's terrible. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. How did you actually feel about it's it. garbage <laughs> so, and now that janet and wanda will be on the same team it's gonna be fun to watch yay oh, luke yeah. cage is going back janet to is she's gonna join the, uncanny, uncanny yeah. avengers. avengers oh okay good luke cage is going back to heroes for hire surprise I like surprise i like that oh is it heroes for hire is that what it's called well it's, they haven't announced it's it, called but. let's get him out of here because he ran his run him and Misty so you just you don't like the way ben has treated his black characters that's i I'm don't hearing. like the way ben has treated the avengers oh in general yeah like I said, he's he started off really great for me, yeah. and I will say that Disassembled was one of the first three big events that got me back in the comic books, including like Age of Apocalypse and House of M. Right. However, when I read Avengers, it's it's why I always thought, you know, maybe I'm just not getting it. Maybe I've just always been a really big X Men fan, and I have been. And not Avengers, but I like some Avengers stories. And then I realized, no, I just don't like Bendis on Avengers. I have yeah. to agree with all there. It's time, like, I'm the X-Men fan, and I didn't stick to the Avengers except for certain story arcs. Like, if I had a friend that was like, oh, Eric, read this, try this, I would try it and see if I liked it. But I wouldn't stick with it afterwards. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. Well, I understand everything you guys are saying. But I – and I'm not, like, the biggest fan of Avengers, but it, it – I like what he did. Like he saw like a, a franchise that was sort of like dated and wasn't selling that well and was a little in trouble and right. he he refreshed it. He, you know, he killed everyone off so he could build a new team from the ground up and he he made them the underdogs for a while. Yeah. Um and he um 
you know, he brought it. It's now the best-selling book, and they're putting Avengers on everything they can. Right. Avengers, Secret Avengers, uh, Uncanny it's, Avengers. Yeah. Uh, well, I um, have a question. Uh, Avenging Spider-Man. How uh, much? Avengers Assemble, which is really good. Is anyone reading that? No. no. So Kelly Sue DeConnick took over, who's writing uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. And it is, it's so good, it's ridiculous. Because that's yeah. a glowing endorsement. I have a question. <laughs> I like much, Captain Marvel. How much is Avengers being such a mega seller Bendis or Avengers? Or well, movie. no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, that's what I mean. Like it's the not movie. actually. I what really put what he did? He put Wolverine and Spider Man on the team. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we were talking about it last night on Comic Book Bears. The Avengers themselves coming back, and especially them making a movie, is more a phenomenon of the Ultimates than Bendis' yeah. work on Avengers. Because what Bendis did on Avengers, which was awesome, and I loved New Avengers up until they stopped it and then they brought it back. I wish they hadn't brought it back because I felt like that first half or whatever was really good. You mean and after then they, the siege and they yeah, did yeah. the heroic age and thing? And they okay. brought it back. And it just, both that and then the main Avengers title, eh. From then on, just eh. Nothing great. I got fucking sick of seeing Norman Osborn pop up time and again. Yeah, when the storylines were just so <laughs> meh. And then, the, yeah, like you said, having to put all the toys back in the box. You don't have to do that when you finish a run. You don't. No. Another ride will come along and do that for you and undo whatever you did. Have fun <laughs> with it. But you don't have to do it. And it's almost, it was just too much. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm not trashing Bendis. No, because, not at all. <laughs> because like I said, like his new run on X-Men, I have no problem with because now, it's dynamic. Okay, Wait, now so after this does conversation with the we had, <laughs> now dis- disassemble and look, now it's like, is this going to be the same problem? Yeah. You know? I, and I'll just have to wait and see. He stayed too long on the stage is what I he think. He did. He should have left a while no. ago. Just, no. You made a really good point about the Ultimates because I was listening to a podcast and it was Mark... Mark Mark Millar was talking about how, um, like, sort of the, all the British writers have made such a big impact on our on the Marvel universe, and yeah. that's what the movies are gravitating towards. Oh yeah, and every good idea in the Ultimate Universe has now been absorbed <laughs> in like Cap's even costume, Black Nick Fury, Black Nick Fury, yep. uh, and actually the White Nick Fury is popping up in uh, the Ultimate Universe. What? Yes. This is terrible. that's weird. Yeah. It's okay. I think it's just a bio disguise. Oh, is what I uh, something cute. ish about right. that, but it's stupid. Um, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man eight ninety eight. Is it right? Eight ninety eight. Six ninety eight. Six ninety eight. Sorry, I thought it sounded too high. Just <laughs> huh? Six ninety nine. Oh, and six ninety nine. Yeah, but yeah. we're going to talk about the twisted ninety eight. Right. So we got to talk about ninety eight. Uh, I didn't know how they were going to do this. We knew there was some big changes coming for Spider-Man. Slot has been all over the Twitters and the Facebooks and wherever he can post <laughs> and saying, I'm going to go into hiding after 698. No, no, no. After 700. We haven't seen... Oh, I thought it was 698. We haven't seen the crazy yet. Oh. Well, and we know that they're restarting it with Superior Spider-Man, who is not supposedly going to be Peter Parker. Maybe it's... Well, it makes sense now. If it's that, yeah. I mean, we don't know. Well, we just don't know. Well, so let's talk about what the twist was. Okay. okay. Spoilers here, because if you haven't read it, guess what? We're going to spoil it. Dr. Octopus, who has been like comatose, living out of the shell of a body. And life support. Life support. He's dying. Dying for, you know, it felt like years now. Well, in, in, in comic book time, it's been like a year. Yeah. But now he's, so, he is on his deathbed. <laughs> he's about to die and... Found a way to transfer his consciousness from his body into Spider-Man. And, yep. and Spider-Man's now in his dying body. Yep. Are we allowed to say how long this has happened or that's too much? No, no, no let's go ahead. About it. Since ends of the earth. Which was what about? Six, Wait, how do you know that? The six ninety nine talks about yeah. how it happened and when. I thought it, it said it was much more recent than that. 
I think it started at the ends of the earth when he did the whole body, whatever the thing no. he was working on. I don't think it's since then. Are you sure? Right? Isn't it? We're in a comic shop. I don't think we no, should be. I, I, yeah. I, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying that it's been since ends of the earth, and Aaron agrees with me because mm-hmm. if you look at. If you look at the last time Ock would have had the opportunity to do it, it would have been ends of the earth. Right. It would have been ends of the earth. And his... Um, but it's a slow process. Like, it didn't yeah. just flip no, no, at no, no, that no, no, point. No, 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 no. It's He's been, grown like, mapping, yeah. mapping him, his mind, etc. Which is a kind of a cool idea. And it's also a really kind of fucked up thing to do to your hero. Which, it makes sense why it would be called Superior Spider-Man, because that's the way Doc Ock would like to be perceived. Superior. I, I think that's just too easy that it's just going to be that. Well, I mean, I'm interested to know if it's going to be some kind of an amalgamation of the two people in one body that he becomes this other thing, or it's just somebody else completely. I mean, I don't know. But uh, I haven't been reading Amazing Spider-Man in a while. I like Dan Slott. I've heard lots of good things. I've heard some people who don't like what he's doing on, in the book, but I'm reading it now because of the storyline. So somebody here doesn't like Dan Slott. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so uh, while we do our research here, let's move on to some My Little Pony. Yeah. Because I'm going to go pee. This, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> no, this My is a very important pony. book. A lot of people My are bronies or into stuff like oh. that. Oh, sorry. Um, Wait a minute. We, we, have, we have confirmation? Yeah, it says that um, ever since. Never mind. Um, sorry, one we'll, get, we'll come back to um, the Ever since. Uh, Ends of the Earth and even Spider Island. Uh, Spider was using a helmet that Doc Ock had like pioneered, which was giving him access to his brain. And then just after his fight with the Hobgoblin, which was like a couple issues ago, um, uh, that's when Doc Ock uh, tased him switch. with that little um, yellow golden robot, robot and that's when he did the switch. It was only been like an issue. Oh, so I mean that's one of those things that would have been kind of funny and cool if. It had been for like a year, which would have been fucked up. Now, I will say in 699, one of the funniest little beats in there is the – because basically Peter Parker has access to all Doc Ock's memories. Oh, God. And Doc Ock at one point was like, I guess, married to uh, – Oh, well, he tried to marry Aunt May. Yeah, he tried to marry Aunt May, and there's a a little thing with Aunt May saying like, oh, granny. No one will know. We can we can have we can do this before we get married. No one will know. And then you just see Peter Parker just ah yeah. So even in this <laughs> fucked up terrible situation, it is actually kind of funny still. And and I'm really interested. I like it. It's a neat twist. Yeah. What are you doing? Singing Beastie Boys, Boom and Granny. Nice. All right. You in the Talk line. about your brony thing. Because I want to know. Why is this so popular? Fine. Why does everybody love this brony stuff so much? I don't much? care about bronies. See, the thing is, is that dudes see something that's cool and it belongs to girls and they try to steal it. It's stupid. But My Little Pony is the greatest and I love it. Why? Because it's about ponies and it's colorful and they have rainbows. Are you regressing? I felt like it's not like you're regressing right now. Back into like the two-year-old or four-year-old self of you know, your past. Hey, I was born in the eighties. I'm fabulous for life. I'm just saying. I'm so, just but, bringing no, it. No, seriously. Why? Why is it relevant now? What's? What is it about the the cartoon and then now I guess the the comic that well, is so a, a catch catching all this attention? The the simple answer is the internet. The internet has allowed us to remain children well into our adult years. And um, things like Wreck-It Ralph, it's no, longer about, it's no longer about families. It's about 
everybody has access to this identity and and that's kind of why nerd culture has has emerged to be something yeah. that's that's no longer kind of in the fringes we're not the margins anymore but but i mean i never considered my little pony to be a particularly nerdy thing oh, it was totally. always just like a little girl thing and so now it's like the nerd culture has taken on this this little 80s kids thing well and I, made it their own well i think i think that if if you're enthusiastic about anything in detail you're kind of a nerd and that that implies on everywhere that it reaches and the thing about my little pony is is they took it and they revitalized it and they made it smart and they made it accessible mm-hmm. to to so many different groups like anybody can watch a my little pony episode and i defy them to find something that they don't like um my favorite thing is gummy it is a baby alligator that doesn't have any teeth Okay. And he still tries to bite people. That's funny. And he chews on, like, balloons. That was great. And then yeah. they pop. And then he dances sometimes. It's fucking amazing. I feel like drugs play a role in your enjoyment. No. You don't have to admit to this. No, but, I'm just like Terry Gilliam. Or maybe Gilliam. some people. My imagination is so infinite that uh-huh. drugs would be the end of the world for me. Well, maybe not you, but I definitely get the impression that some uh, No, I mean people, that I would, uh, I would gain enjoy. magical... Powers and right, I would Morrison. destroy all of you. All right, it's watch the out. 300 cups of coffee episode of Futurama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, um, Jared, do you have any uh, thoughts on this uh, whole culture? Well, no, I was just pony. going to comment that you know everyone else is gone. It's just three of My us sitting here. Yeah, I don't. I that's mean, because the interesting stuff's about to happen. That's true. Well, that's true. I, I think we should just My do whatever we want right pony. now. Then, yeah. So, so uh, talk about something pony. interesting, Jared. I, well, you know, I, I could go on about. Oh, hey, speaking of My Little Pony, I met. Thank you. Thank you. Segways, people. Uh, Segways. Named uh, Sean Platter at BentCon, uh-huh. and um, oh, you know, right. I, I got to talk to him. Yeah. And um, his day great. job, uh, he's he's an animator for the My Little Pony series. And what does he do uh, not during his, the day? When he's when he's not uh, working on My Little Ponies, he's he's drawing demon sex. Like awesome. With hardcore, big pointy demon penis. Like, love sex. at first sight. Like, it was. Oh it was God. like the first thing I said to him is, so "Your work speaks to me." <laughs> Coming back? Tell him about the smegma. Yep. All about about the the smegma. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What? Okay. The hell he's talking about. So he gets here tonight, right? And he's like, hey, Aaron, look at my demonic sex book and then we're flipping through it and it's like this is not this is not right this is they got the demon yeah because because the devil rapes people and then they turn into demons so it's the demonades right only logical (laughs) only logical way to go and and there's this part where they're like where where there's like porta potties and like golden showers and he's like please humiliate me (laughs) please pee on me see what you missed it's so good. It's so good. And like it's it's not just like it's not just like, oh look, it's sort of suggestive that he's raping them. He's like, no, there's like shots, there's angles, people. <laughs> angles. In the store and Jared was showing me pictures. I was like, oh, oh my god. Because it's fantastic. When you say kids, these are, you know, almost legal adults. No, they yeah, weren't. they're just they not the kids. weird bi yeah. that come in here. I'm bi, but I'm not. Me. Oh, that's right, yes. That yes, was yes, weird. Yes. Look, it's just like, okay, you're bi, congratulations. Like, go mail bi, a letter. Never slept with the, the same sex. Oh, that makes you bi. No, that means you're trying to be impressive by saying mm. things slightly subversive, yes. by still maintaining yes. your status quo. Yes, I know quo. plenty of people Fuck who are like guy. that. 
All right. Yeah. So let's roll this in. Some DC pony. talk. Oh, DC. Because there is still a couple look, little books in DC okay. going on. Can I say how mad I am that Catwoman sucks now? Yeah, it does kind of. gets kind of gone downhill. It's awful. Like, like he. It's there's Judd not a lot Winnick of women in comic good. books. Judd was amazing. Yeah. He was so good, and the art in those those first first ten whatever thirteen books was really really spectacular. And then we finally get get a woman who is writing for Catwoman, and all of a sudden she's like, "Oh yeah, I I thought about marrying Batman. No, you didn't, bitch. You need to calm down." <laughs> And then she's like, oh, man, the Joker just has a crush on Batman. He wants to be his biatch. She was like, are you kidding? Are you, do you have a vagina right now? Because this is not cool. Like, oh. you take, you take, <laughs> keep going. Keep going. You take a character who, who I will argue until I am in my grave. Maybe not because that would be weird, right? Yes. But <laughs> I feel about the Catwoman now, Whitney. <laughs> I will come back. I will come back. Just, just on that. But uh-huh. um, she, she's this character where, where it's, it's someone who, who sees the worst um, treatment of women in society, yeah. and she rises above that. She's independent. She makes her own rules, and sexuality is is an extension of her self power, and. Everyone's ragging on her, saying, "Oh no, she's she's too sexualized." Blah blah blah. Why can't women be sexualized? Why yeah. can't that be a source of sure. empowerment? And she she used that on her behalf. Yeah, she had sex with Batman, which was totally hot in the first few yeah. of of Judd's reign, and that was amazing. And then she'd have sex with him, and he'd be like, "Oh baby, let's cuddle," and she's like, "Fuck you, I gotta go steal shit." <laughs> <laughs> um, so you read then the Joker death in the fa- death of the family tie, and it sounds like I was I was very disappointed because yeah. because if you're if you're a genuine fan of Batman, you have to love the Joker. It's oh. mandatory. If you don't love the Joker, then you're lying, and you need to go reassess your life um so when it says okay all these cool things are happening to um the joker like his face is ripped off and he sews it back on himself and all this stuff and you're expecting it to be really really crazy but this is it was just it was just like sideshow it wasn't oh catwoman i read the first time of catwoman i was like what the fuck is this i don't understand anything that's happening here i don't know who these people are she's got a brother where the hell she got a brother from i don't oh, know in, the, z- in the zero she's issue they introduced the brother thing it's no. the whole the, yeah, but i love the catwoman story she has always been my favorite yeah like Converse has some shoes Did and you read Catwoman, any I want of the them other shoes. tie-ins to the death of the family no because i'm poor okay who did we did all right what do you think we happy Batgirl was... Mike. I liked it. You're good? Is that better? You're good. Uh, Batgirl, I liked. Uh, the first one, again, was so, finishing her story arc, you know, and then uh, ending with the Joker. And this other one with the Joker one, I liked it, you know. Batgirl 14. Uh, and then what, Then we had Suicide Squad. Wait, I'm sorry. For Batgirl, it ended with her, him, her giving... The Joker gives Batgirl her mother's finger, right. right, with a ring on it. Well, that was in fourteen. Ooh, in thirteen, uh, he uh, he was like kind of for attacking the mother, and the mother was screaming, and Barbara was on the phone with her at the time, and so now she goes after uh, the Joker. I see. Wait, so, uh, maybe I missed. Did I miss you? No, no that's 14. exactly what happened. Yeah, thugs and the thirteen. And the mother was just kind of like Joker. really weird, like, yeah. "Oh my god, where am I? Who am I?" Ah! <laughs> Joker appears in fourteen. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. And then the main book uh, sets up the whole idea that Batman is going to be responsible for killing one of the people or all of them. Or well, because the Joker turns around and says to Batman, going, I know who everybody is. Yeah. Who Nightwing yeah. is. I know who Robin is. You know, he starts naming them in the secret identities. Yeah. So he's after everybody now. Which is interesting. Which I feel well, with Catwoman, it's like like ev- the whole plan just fell down the stairs. Yeah, actually, it was pushed. Pushed down the stairs. Trying to I get, just, trying to save some money on that abortion. It, just, oh. it, it doesn't feel like oh. in the realm in, in the scope of this universe. It doesn't feel real to me yeah. that the the Joker would entrap Catwoman in this way several times in a single fucking night, and. And have it be plausible that she would make it out alive yeah. each time. So there's that. And then there's some stupid thing where, where he gives her a new cat suit and she puts it on. And all of a sudden it has some like weird rigor mortis cream in it. And she's like, I can't move. And then all of a sudden she's sitting on a fucking nest and you're just like, they're playing strip poker. And it's like, what are, what's happening? And then he's like, I'm really proud of you. So he, he, he like... I don't know what it is, but it's like this rod with like a pair of lips on it, and he presses it on her cheek, and then she's like taking a bath, and it's got like all these like, little Batman envelopes. I'm ruining it. I don't care. It's weird. It's just it's, it's like what's happening? Why is this a thing? Is that I don't that issue right there? Yes. So and, don't mind if I do. Yeah, this is just <laughs> and then, crazy. Well, Suicide Squad was Chris Brown and Rihanna, as Aaron puts it, and I have to put it down because <laughs> every time Harley opens her mouth, Joker punches her in the face, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, oh, poor Harley. Like, wow. really? That's abuse. That's, well, that's abusive right well, there, girl. If you, if you think about it, like Harley is always her entire identity is 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 second self to the Joker. Hey, terms what? Mm-hmm. And so for her to have asserted herself as an individual in a universe, like it in the scope of their dynamic, it makes sense that he would do that. Is it appropriate? No. But also uh, Harley in in Suicide Squad, she's kind of like was it schizophrenic like she goes from Dr. Quinzel to Harley. Like kind of like a drop of a dime, she'll just snap and she'll become Harlequin. And yeah. then she'll be Dr. Quinzel again. And it's like, oh, okay, girl. You know, so she goes back and forth. And it's so like, gotta, like, I don't Bob see the head. doctor manifesting. Yeah. I just see Harley, like the doctor, not even like freaking out that the Joker's in Thank her face. Thank you. Yeah. I saw that face. I approve. <laughs> so, um, Third Army, I don't really know what's going on with this because I'm not reading anything. Do we ever? It, the the third army has been like the worst, longest dragged out. Yeah, it's like, not the greatest. I was kind of enjoying okay. it at the start because they were like really creepy, but now it's just like, can something happen? Yeah. Well, all I know, it's the guardians for me. It's the guardians, they need to die, please. After this, kill happen. them because they are such little pieces of blue shit. They just need to fucking <laughs> die. Anthet, because they you know, they fuck with his mind. Well, they mind wife him, so he's a fucker oh, too I like at this point. <laughs> You know, but I mean, this is not even like this third army thing that's happening. I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, Aaron, we were talking. I was like, everything seems to end with issue 16, which is, I guess, going to be the setup for the Trinity War. Oh, no, not the third army. This was just the prelude, the setup. This so now the there's a whole event coming. The third army. The third army. Oh. I, yeah. Yes. So, oh, really no. Just, oh, know, yes. In each, book, <laughs> in each book, just sort of a few third army guys show up and like absorb somebody, like kill maybe a supporting cast character and then sort of go away or something like okay. that. They rip off their arm. Yeah. Yeah, just, and Red Lanterns was like it was so bad. It really? was terrible. They take oh. it back to the ocean planet, and he does like a blood ritual on it. But then oh. one of, like one of the dead bodies, they, like, they kill one, and then it, the red magic goes into right it and makes a giant third army but this monster. This is that kind of show, and uh, it's like terrible. But the the main one, 
at not the um, the the main Green Lantern title with ba- Simon Baz. Yeah, he meets the Justice League, and it's the funniest thing. It was very, I liked I, I like that laugh so hard, and then I just looked at the page again and just busted out laughing again. And it was just he just the way Doug uh, how do you say his monkey name? monkey. Like Mankey with like the Pokemon. Him. I like him. Um, he, he, the way he drew it of just him looking up and he's completely shocked that the whole Justice League is in front of him. Yeah. And then he's and like, he well, like, I can't take on no, you. No, he's like, and... I can't fight Superman. That's just crazy. But I could probably take Batman. <laughs> and then Flash is like, yeah, that's Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, was, that was good. I, mean, I, I was really, really enjoyed it. I, again, Oral and I talked about this before. I love Jeff Johns. I think he can still do some good stuff. But yeah. Just, well, like, I, just, I like his Aquaman. I like this whole throne of a Actually, that's about to happen. Bla- yeah. It was a Black Friday sale, and I bought Aquaman Volume One and, and read it, and it was like just okay. Oh god damn it! I really know it was really. I think <laughs> the just best the issue arc- is the desert issue. That to me was the standout, really good. And I then mean, the mirror was, one. That a little wasn't. Bit. Bad. I loved the mirror one. The mirror one mirror was, was okay too. And but I, but I, I whole I've heard some. Other, I heard the next uh, arc is like where it gets really good, and it turns yeah. into sort of like Aquaman meets Lost, and you find his old team. Yeah. That sounded really interesting. I to me. didn't care for that. What are they called? Um, so the, the others, others. others that's the, it. That's yeah, the others. It's like, oh, oh, that's very lost. No, um, I just didn't. That arc, I, I really it's not because that's what made me want to read the first. Well, one I liked so it because it was that. Black Manta. You know, and they really, they really. Well, I'm going to keep it going, and I'm going to. Yeah. I want to try and get through Aquaman so I can catch up to Throne of Atlantis. Which well, is now starting. it starts with the next issue. Of, uh, yeah, we yeah. had the preludes. I got to get. Who's got the issues? I got them. I my <laughs> issue with Jeff Johns has to deal with his pacing because his pacing for Green Lantern is just it's just jack beyond all measure like you don't know what's going on and yes like in the beginning of war there are either two like outlooks you have everything's super crystal clear because you've got the adrenaline running or you don't know what the fuck is going on and he chose the latter but I don't think it's because they know war is coming because they don't it's just a really fucked up book like I don't I can't I can follow it I'm not enjoying it well right this is like the whole like he did the prelude of black it's not not as good but you know we had Razor to Red Lanterns Agent Orange and that was all the setup they were brilliant but he's trying to do it again recreating that whole setup again with the event happening yeah and it's that, not working as well this time that seems to be a consistent problem like if you're not outside of the certain money makers or or like the certain big story arches they kind of try and, and dc with the new 52 specifically they're kind of trying to bunch in all the like little tiny story arcs that have so much promise that they're not being given enough of their time yeah um so, but I think that I think that if they calm down, you know, like you just like pat a little kid on the head, and like calm down, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Your ideas are valid. Well, it's also we you know Jeff Johns you. coming off of Blackest Night was such a major thing that he's yeah. like so up there. We're expecting so much from him too. Yeah. You know, right. some other people were willing to forgive little things. Now we're like, no, you suck, man. <laughs> you know? I just think the magic of Jeff Johns is weaving new elements into old. Stories and old characters and retconning in ways that's very creative. He did. He did. Yeah. He did really do some awesome stuff. But now it just I don't I don't think I think it's okay. working. I just don't think it's working. I think it's the same problem with Bendis because he did take a lot of the old yes. sort of stuff and refreshed it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I read Hickman. He said he just said um, I'm not gonna do what Bendis did. I'm gonna do all new material. Whereas yeah. Bendis he he refreshed all the old stuff. And Jeff Johns did that too. But now that he's he's been forced to create new material, it's not as you know. Yeah, good. I agree. Uh, the only mystery I'm kind of interested in is the who's the first Lantern. 
because he seems yeah, I'm very interested in that too. really powerful and also really crazy because he was like oh I'm gonna like when I get out of here I'm gonna play with you like well, then we the, got guardians. the guardians that protected him or uh, uh, oh, watched yeah. over him that we never knew about yeah. like here are some people that look like trolls <laughs> <laughs> now the did other you, Smurfs did you guys read Action Comics yes oh. why would I what was that, that about was just, that was oh, uh, did you like it because yes. you like Grant Morrison Jason Aaron doing the three different timelines beautifully and Grant Morrison fucking them all up. Yeah. That's with this last one because Grant Morrison did Young Clark at the prom. He did Superman dealing with Mixerplex and then a futuristic story. Right. But the, the whole reason for that is because this idea of a fifth dimensional force that's messing with Superman and doing all this mm, it's all right. at the same time for them it's the idea that a higher dimension affects our dimension differently and right right I mean, but no, it was it, terrible no I loved it because oh. to me Mitzelplik is always one of his characters kind of like the, the big galoo, uh, galoo from Flintstones and Kazoo Kazoo, Kazoo sorry great Kazoo. I, I mean it, great kind of a joke and kind of silly like Batmite and Morrison has found a way to actually make it sort of interesting by giving this Mitzelplik character and actually not making him a bad guy it seems like He's actually making him kind of a, a good sort of force for Superman. He was a life. court jester that used our planet and fucked with Superman to entertain his world. Right. So that's a good guy? Well, no. In the story, though, <laughs> he is a good guy. In the story, he's the he one. Because he wanted to fuck the princess. Right. Hey. But then they had a kid together. <laughs> Just and like Mario. Vindictivus, who's the, the kind of creepy guy we've seen from issue one. And how he's the bad guy. He's the one who killed the king because he was jealous. Right. And Terrible. I... I don't know. I, I think it's awesome. The Terrible. only things about action that I don't like, I'm not a big fan of Rags Morales' art. Oh, God. Yeah, walk the eyes on Superman. Woo. And I don't <laughs> think, I think the inconsistency of art with bringing different artists and the schedule and maybe because they, uh, Morales is running behind, I don't know what, they bring these different artists and it just, it's just Brad weird. Walker? Yeah, and sometimes it's good art, but the story just feels like it's getting kind of shot off in a weird But direction. I got to say, you know, it's like, okay, here, like, this is the issue. I'm bitching about Grant Morrison and hating it. But then the next issue would be freaking flawless. And I'm yeah. like, like, that crypto one, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, the crypto eye, one was. was now, and then this issue was like, oh, God, now, again. <laughs> Batman, uh, in a similar way, about Morrison, uh, did you like the direction that Batman Incorporated is taking with the whole storyline of Damien? <laughs> Don't send me back to should mommy. I, <laughs> I don't want to go home to mommy. <laughs> but should, I, should, I bring out, should I bring out the wheelbarrow of Batman Incorporated one through five for you? Oh, oh, oh wing, wingman. Yes, I'm wingman and red, <laughs> and red bird. bird. Should I? Should I? Should I start a nice, boring, crackling fire right here with Why? the dregs of Batman Incorporated? It's, you don't like it? Didn't so? No. Mm. Oh, you have a lot. Oh, I didn't oh. realize. Well, I was the this. first run of Batman Incorporated. I enjoyed, yeah. but this one, I'm like, what are you doing? He's with this? trying to tie together all of his storylines, and the whole thing ultimately revolves around Damien, and they show the future Damien as. Batman storyline, which had nice sort of things uh, reminiscent of uh, Dark Knight Returns, or uh, yeah, Dark Knight Returns, and showing that if Damien becomes Batman, the world is going to go to shit, specifically Gotham, and he's going to get nuked. And that's kind of interesting to see that that's like this vision of the future. And he doesn't want, because of this, he doesn't want Damien to have that happen. And he thinks, and sh they show that Talia is the one who's engineered this from the beginning. I, like I mean, that's the idea cool. Or I have a question. Yes. I have a question. Are you terrified about his Wonder Woman year one as I am? Oh, I am I'm just so breaking. excited I know about you that. I'm just breaking in my boots. I will love that so much. I know. He's going to bring the kink back into Wonder Woman, the kinkiness. Can we get her out of like the... That's done banner for you recently. 
Yes. Can we get her out of the tube top like onesie thing though? I, I'm that with bothers you. me. It bothers me a lot that they they were going to give her the pants and make her more. I like the pants. Exactly. I love the pants. Here's I hate the this thing. thong that she has to run around. Here's, in. God damn it. Here's <laughs> the thing. Like she she is a very busty woman, right? Okay, she's fighting, right? How does that shit stay in there? It is not the power of the tape. goddamn sun. Uh, wonder tape. Yep. Wonder tape. Number <laughs> one, drag queens know that's all her, about that's it. That's the way her nipple shows me like, whoa. That's, and that's, she slaps them. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's my biggest argument of, of women in comic books. It's like, I don't mind about their bust size being particular. I just don't want them in their armpits. And I want more sensible clothing that is, that is more conducive to actually kicking some ass. Because I don't want to be worried about that next panel. I'm like... <laughs> Girl, check see. your well, shit. Well, it's like at least Starfire's costume I want, is blatantly cups. I want more. <laughs> it's covering your nipple. I'll be honest. I want more boob windows. I don't. So, I don't know. I, I kind of go the other way. No, yeah. Guys get armor and girls get boob windows. Seriously? She bends over because she dropped her, you know. <laughs> A sword? Oh, God damn it. She's like, oh, my God. It's like, they don't check their shit. Like, okay. Being that I've worn a tube top before, and and you go out and you're old, you're constantly like pulling your shit back up, yeah. like that you do not bar fight in a tube top. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you don't. That awesome. wins the award for the day. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Best sequence of words uttered by anyone. Um, I may have to call that the episode title too. Um, but are you excited for the new gods in Wonder Woman? Fuck to the yes. I I'm concerned I'm confused that that's where it's happening. Well, yeah, like exactly now what's the backstory going to be with them? Yeah. Like, you know, Dark Star going to play they all go back to the Amazon fucking island cuz that made no goddamn sense. Well, that at that was like Spartacus. Oh my god. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, we're on the island of Lesbo, but not and, <laughs> and we're all really strong women, and the only way that we could do that is remove all the penis." That doesn't make any fucking sense. No, I but, like oh, because everybody's like, she's not a lesbian. I'm like, really? Did you see Oz? <laughs> Anybody watch no, Oz? No, here's the um, thing. Like, all you're used to is a whole bunch of women. You're not going to go straight to dick. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. That's why I think her and Steve Trevor broke up. I think Steve was like, well, I put this in you. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. no, no. no. That is not wonderful. <laughs> uh, no, but actually, I read an interview that Brian Azzarello said he was not going to put all the new gods in at least not right away like right now this is just Orion yeah mm. which I think is, is better like even though they say that the words like the new gods like plural that was just sort of a thing yeah and it's just gonna be Orion well that's that cover is awesome with her the reflection in his helmet I, I'm very I, I will probably start reading it because of that just to yeah. see what, what he does right I'm really about. excited about being it's like mythology instead I, I'm of loving her book crap. so much yeah exactly they're keeping her where they should always have kept her and not make an ambassador I want crap. the invisible plane Though, no, that's, no, that's fucking no. Awesome. What's the point of it's an not Linda Carter? I don't care. <laughs> don't see you flying. In the Isn't sky. that fucking ridiculously funny though? Like la la la. I'm in my impenetrable. Oh shit! There's a missile. <laughs> God. Um, my navigation system. I don't know where I'm going because it's invisible too. Bunch of fantastic. All right, wait, and what does she need it if she can fly anyways? Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't oh, well, Last of truth. All this uh, is about making sense. Let's wrap this oh, puppy. Oh, oh, oh wait, oh, wait. Oh, there's wait, there's wait. one part of DC that we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. 
which is <laughs> the darker books such as oh, Animal Justice Man League. Swamp Jaw. Thing, Justice League oh, Dark, okay. and I Vampire. Okay, which is Animal Man Swamp Thing and Justice League, which is Dark. my favorite uh, book of the year. So I think. the Rot World keeps on rotten. A Rot World is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's good. great to see this like storyline, and they just flat out said, "There's no hope." Yep. Yep. Fucked. We fucked up. Yep. The best we could do was try to kill and build again. Yep. <laughs> oh, that was so good. The end of Animal Man when they were like, "Oh, there's this mysterious prisoner in Metropolis, um, which fell the day Superman randomly disappeared. We don't know what happened to him. They go there <laughs> and find him. Do you guys know what already know what happened? I've read the show. They go there and they find a Green Lantern. Uh huh. Oh. But we don't know who it is. He's got this weird mask over his face, long blonde hair. It looks like or something. Is and he Finn from Adventure Time? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. He He's going to save the day. Finn is going to help. Wow. Don't Finn. So I Animal prefer Man, Fiona and Kate. Swamp Thing have been fantastic. <laughs> Justice League Dark. I have I, to say, Justice League Dark, I I didn't read it. I didn't read it. I didn't read it. And then I took home issue zero. I was like, oh. And I was like, well, how'd you like it? And then I read 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. <laughs> and the annual. Issue zero was like Sex Pistols meets like occult like magic it was yeah. good. which was really really oh. great and it's um the origin of Constantine meeting Zatanna for the first time yep. and the crew that they ran with in New York and how that's all tied in he's doing things with like Gemworld uh, Jeff Lemire's pulling oh. in books of magic which is the story arc but it's just so like really well done and I'm, I'm excited to see where he goes from this but I'd like to call it now that it's going to be like seminal work Lemire, when you think back on really? big things for Justice League Dark yeah. or just the occult DC yeah. it's going to be you know, Neil Gaiman you know level. Lemire is leaving the book well <laughs> well, that he was a good run. Well, now he's going to Green, Lan- uh, Green Arrow. Yeah. He's leaving the book. Oh, yeah, he's, he's doing he's Green, Green Arrow. Which, for the first time ever, has me interested. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. because this book... Because the show right, is fucking awful. Because it's the girl who's re- uh, writing... Uh, Catwoman was writing Green Arrow, and that's Ooh. why everyone wants to kill themselves. Ooh. Seriously? And it looks like he's 12, and... Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Oh, I mean I'm is just going um, from... By Vampire to Green Arrow. Oh. So at least Green Arrow might be really good then. No, yeah. yeah that's a I'm all about women in comic books, but don't ruin it for the rest of us, sister. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Whitney. It's time for you to talk a little bit about why you're here. Oh, oh you're here for a reason other besides tackling with us? Other than my fantastic and whimsical personality, I'm actually here for a functional purpose. Um, uh, Can I'm I hold the- up your notes? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. Um, but just in a review, I'm the um, chief operating officer for MAP, the MAP Foundation, which is uh, a charitable um, nonprofit organization. That was redundant. But it's a charity organization in honor of Triforce Mike. Um, based on his initials, Michael Ashley Pandel. Yes, it's Ashley. Shut up. Thanks. And um, we, we kind of... Um, Rose from the ashes, I guess you could say, just to be poetic and a little stupid. Some of us are still wallowing in them. Yeah, Um, but it's just, um, it's, it's, oh no, wait, no, is it laughter or tears? Is it both? Oh no. Oh God. Please do go on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's things happening that I don't understand. But um, we are, um, 
we are very much about um, DIY charity, and it's about doing extending the least amount of struggle or effort to do something and having the biggest impact on our communities. And we are, um, if, if any of our nerdy community, especially in Orlando, has any desire to do some kind of fundraising or, or charity work at all, you can come to us and we will provide you with all the services that you need to do it success- successfully. Um, we will do all the organization. We will do the community outreach. We will do the all the physical legwork that makes it hard that makes you look at wanting to do something good and always hesitating to do it because you don't know how we're the people to go to now what do you guys have coming up we have a lot coming up we're we're all really really excited we um we've built up our um administration we have officers we have everything going um our first event was really successful we did a halloween costume drive for gently used costumes and we were able to provide the new image youth foundation with costumes for all of their children in their care um new image youth foundation um they have an after school program for underprivileged children and one of the poorest like um, under under recognized under supported communities in Orlando, the Paramore District, and they are just they are awe inspiring and fantastic, and we are we are just so grateful that we got to be a part of it. But what we're doing for Christmas is or the holidays if we're Fox News. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing is we're doing we are doing several um, we are doing several donation drives to benefit in part um, the New Image Youth Center. Um, ch- um, what is it? Ch- children's Services. Yeah, child services. Child services. services. Um, and we have also adopted the Zebra Coalition. Yeah, Eric. Eric is going to be working with that. Yes, I am. Oh, what is that? Uh, it's about uh, homeless gay teens that basically have been thrown out on the streets by their parents. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And I'm striving to become a foster parent. <laughs> oh, mommy dearest. Oh, <laughs> no more wire hangers. Wow, lesbians only people because I can't deal with 18 year old boys in my home. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that is just wildly inappropriate. <laughs> to kind of go in order with what we're doing. Um, we are collecting toys, um, video games, comic books, um, non-perishable food items, warm winter clothing, and we are going to be um, pretty exclusively providing the toys for um, uh, child services and for New Image Youth Center. So if you have a toy or, you know, gently used toy that you would like to donate or anything, Or new and unwrapped. Or new and unwrapped. Like, anything that you would like to contribute, we are accepting them at the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also have, there is also an event on the 8th. It's going to be on Nerdy Night or Nerd Night at Bakuri Lounge in Orlando if you're local. And it's, it's being put on by our friends at Propeller Anime. And um, Mega Ran's going to be there. Rections is going to perform. We also have another friend that's doing a concert on the other side of town. Um, Mark with C is having his Christmas special mm-hmm. as well. And we're going to be um, represented there as well. Um, and then, of course, we have the Barioki. The, we uh, we the have there's a Pelman house. A, a very, very, very Christmas. Very, very Christmas. Very, very Christmas, too. Um, it's on the 18th, which is Tuesday. 
And we're going to be there in full force as well. We're going to be collecting toys, and we are going to be helping with anything that they particularly yeah. need. Chrome Lotus, a local tattoo place that uh, actually did uh, our friend uh, 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 Pat the Bearskin Rugs tattoo mm-hmm. for his. Uh, he got his uh, company logo tattooed on his chest. They are doing the toy drive right now, and yes. they are going to give it to Matt Foundation. Yeah. They're going to be there. We will be there. Flame On will be there. In a uh, possibly selling kind of things capacity, we're going to have uh, uh, the issue that uh, I wrote a story for of a comic oh, so shop. Uh, we will have that on sale there if team you're up. interested. Uh, yeah, the team up thing. Um, what else are we doing there? There's, there's Mark with a C will be performing. Mark will, Mark will be performing. Johnny Morgan, if you're in the Orlando area, he has a Johnny Morgan band. He's a singer-songwriter guy, really, mm-hmm. really fun. And then I can't remember the first band. It's some woman, but I can't remember her name. And then we're going to have Barry Oki afterwards. But they're going to have like a bunch of vendors. It'll be a P house on a Tuesday night, which is normally kind of okay, not too crazy. But if you're in Orlando and you want to come out, please, we'll be there. It'll be fun. Also, as an incentive, a comic shop is, is doing a gift certificate as part of the raffle. Really? Fantastic. So you can come in and you could win some pretty awesome stuff. I love it. Yeah. Um, and also, you could be there watching me sing karaoke kind yeah, of drunk. And, and that'll be awesome. I'm very <laughs> much looking forward to that. Eric and I will make an appearance and then we need to go home. And read. Yeah. Well, because, you know, technically, I'm working. Yes, we are oh. working. <laughs> I, mean, um, but, I just found the way out of the Batman vacuum. <laughs> nice. But again, um, we are we are collecting um, the video games and the comic books and the warm clothing and the non-perishable food specifically for the Zebra House, which they have just finished construction mm-hmm. on. It's um, on Mills right across the street from... Our friends at Bananas, and they—it's just a fantastic organization. They're—they're they're going to be. You, know, you could go more for the center, since that's more the gay local. Center. <laughs> of course, center. From the center. Oh, that too. Bananas is a little right the across the street from Paradise. If you're into that. Oh no, no, or, or, mm-hmm. Orlando Nights is called. Orlando, now. or whatever. In fact, okay. tonight is the second Barioke night at Orlando Nights. Ooh. I went last week. It was not bad. Will you be starting. going again? It is your birthday. Happy, Happy birthday! birthday! I don't know about that. Yeah, you do. I was out last night. Yeah, I had do. fun, and I'm going home to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> um, but I did want to talk about the Wave Award, because we talked about, I think, that we came in second place. Who did we come in second to? To the newspaper that put on the awards which is kind which of funny is kind of, you know, uh, well, that's, what happened. that's what happened with the Orlando Weekly yeah and we had you know yeah. <laughs> if, they, if we came in first we'd be killed yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it's kind of awkward but that's not uh, Jared and Q and I were there to represent and Pat was there who also won what best uh, host yeah. and best new gay business yes. so yeah. that was a very nice cool little award show and yeah we take it. care of our own nice nice uh, so <laughs> That was really exciting. Um, anybody have anything else? Twitter and Facebook. And Grinder. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Try if you can. Yeah, the, the Twitter. Oh, we're on Grindr, uh, too. Podcast. We're on podcast. <laughs> the, yep. the, the, uh, the Facebook is, just, you know, type in Flame on Facebook. You'll, you'll find it. Flame on like, Show Give us a on like there. on Facebook. Yep. And we also um, are on iTunes. You can yep. search us out there. If Flame you find on. us on iTunes, do me a favor. Write us a review. I think that helps us somehow. It does. Yeah. So I, everybody says that, and yeah. I just never have for any show. And 
do it. It'd be lovely. I'll give a shout out to Drew, who gives me just one-on-one personal reviews okay. for the show, and he's he's been a great source of he feedback. Share those. You know, I, I'd like to hear them too. No, yeah, well, only nice. Like he, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I always like and, your uh, feedback. Um, and on that note. Well, um, if you want to, if you want to find more oh. information about oh, yeah. Map, please, please look for us on Facebook. It's Facebook. dot com slash Find Your Map. Oh, how cool! You, when, when he, I know you've listened to the show before. I'm sure you know how we end our shows. Yes. Do you like to do it? No. <laughs> what? Wait, she said no. She said no. <laughs> you have not been bashful at all this whole really? episode, and now no, you're going to be all. I took a mini nap when he started talking about Marvel. <laughs> oh lord, all right, fine. The one time I don't have to awkwardly lead them on to say it, she doesn't want to say it. I know. Come on, one, two, three, go. The bit doesn't work. Oh, all right. Flame off. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 